Welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is the Shaken Shivers. We have Muddy Binkley and Ryan Mangold, which awesome last name, Ryan. I didn't know your last name was Mangold until just now. So awesome name. Thank you. They're a blues rock duo from Toledo, Ohio, and uh, they they are fucking badass, man. Uh, uh, Rock and roll to the core. Uh, we're going to play a couple of their tunes in this conversation, and uh, it, so you'll get to hear a, a taste of what they're all about. But if you're in the Toledo area this Saturday, April 20th, 420, man, at uh, the Beer Stube, they're going to be playing at 10 p.m. for the Glass City Get Down, and I actually will be playing that as well with uh, Josh Bolin, and we put together a little project that we're we're calling Not Green Acres Session. Uh, not a lot of thought into that name, as you can tell, <laughs> but he had to list something, so he listed Not Green Acres Session. We all just, there was no agreement to it. It was just like we accepted this as our fate. So (laughs) thanks, Josh, for taking upon yourself to do that. It's perfect. Uh, Anyways, uh, yeah, so check out the Beer Stube. Green Acre Session, we're going to be playing uh, Sodbusters this Friday the 19th and 420 uh, at Bronze Board later on that night this Saturday. So come check us out. Also, Rainmystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Check out the website and check out the new album, 1018, which I had the honor of penning in a couple of songs along with my beautiful wife, Raina. Um, it's available. Physical copies are available online. You can come to our shows uh, and pick up physical copies, or you can stream it on Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you stream your music, you can do that. Uh, but we are playing. If you want a physical copy and you are in the Adrian area, come check out. Uh, come check us out at Hooligans. We'll be there 419, April 19th from what is it? 8:30 to 11:30. I made several flyers already this week so i have most of the dates memorized but they are sort of confusing in my brain right now okay go <laughs> go check out we speak it's the newly redesigned website we speak english good.net <clears throat> uh you can go and 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 follow us on facebook and on instagram we got the at we speak english good there you can leave a review on itunes um, or wherever you get your podcast, leave a review, share the podcast. You can also rate the podcast, uh, be the podcast. I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just, I'm so out of it right now. It's my own fault that I'm this out of it. <laughs> but, okay, I think that's enough. Three minutes. That's not bad. That is not bad at all. About three three minutes of me blathering, and I'm still going. Um, okay, so let's jump on over to the Shake and Shivers. We recorded this at the Toledo Library a couple weeks ago. So um, enjoy, and we'll see you on the other side.
refer to me as conscious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please refer to me as okay. conscious. <laughs> this was my own bandmate, who, which is yeah. funny because <laughs> uh, we were like outside, not even in the bar, and he was like, refer to me as conscious. And he was dead serious. Like, he looked me right in my yeah, eye. Yeah. He looked me right in my soul and was yeah. like, you call me conscious. And <laughs> That's very serious. Okay, That's Clarence, <laughs> calm down. His name was actually Omari. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, he actually didn't like his name. That was like another a guy who didn't like his, his own, like, name. That's so weird, like, the idea. I mean, yeah, I, I don't yeah. really care for my last name. I think it sounds like someone vomiting. It's Lawfer. It's like, it has that yeah. you know I mean? <laughs> But, like... I've kind of been training myself to like my own name because I'm trying right, to like right. myself these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it isn't everybody. Right. Know? So it's like it, it's a uh, you kind of like got to trick your brain into sort of like thinking positively. Right. Right. And it helps. I don't know. Do you do you guys tend to lean towards the positive or do you guys uh, like to ooh. circle the bad neighborhoods in your brain? Where do you guys uh, go? That's a, that's a loaded question. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, we, no you're good. We you're don't good. have to talk about no, that. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Talk about the album. No, I, I, uh, I kind of go. I kind of do a little bit of both. You yeah. Know, I always want to think positively. Right. You know, that's like what everybody wants. Right. You know, um, way easier said than done. Right. You know? I, <laughs> I'm definitely a positive person with generalized anxiety. Uh, so, like, I like to be positive mm. and see the bright side of life, but sometimes the anxiety monster. Oh, yeah. For real. Oh, know, yeah. He's laughing because <laughs> she, she exists. She and, does. She and does. Like, she'll pop out and just the world she's ending. A, she's the a terrorist. Yeah. The world yeah. is ending. Wow. She's a terror, yeah. 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 The world's ending. And he, Ryan, you know, it's typically something related with the show or relate to something. Mm -hmm. He's like, calm down. Or we go the wrong way. <laughs> on a, one wrong turn, man. She, one she wrong arrives. Turn. Oh, she dude. Arrives. For yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Like, it, it's so true. Like, no, it, it, I, um, I've been, so I've been like really working on like meditating and breathing and doing all that shit because yeah, like yeah. I'm a fucking mess. And so no, if I, I don't do relate, these, yeah. uh, but my wife has been, no, like we gig together. So like on oh, the way cool. to gigs, we'll be like, um, I'll, I'll just turn off and I'll just start, in, I'll be driving and I'll just start breathing. And she's like, are you? Are you trying to meditate? Like, what? What's wrong? Like, why are you so anxious right now? Why? Are you get and I'm just like, no, no, no. Like, I'm just doing this. And, and it, it, at first, it became. It was like, um, I just need to get this anxiety out, yeah. or, or um, I, I'm just scared. Like, whatever it is, you know. Like, yeah. even coming here today, it was like, I don't know you guys that well. Right, We've talked right. for an hour or yeah. and a half once <laughs> last year. Um, so like. Uh, you know, like walking into new situations is always scary situation for me personally. Some people thrive on that, mm -hmm. like my wife who just loves fucking terror. Really? She started acting, so like oh. she just loves being terrified. I'm just yeah. like get the fuck out of my face with that. <laughs> Not how I like to live. But it's turned in now instead of anxiety. It's also to relieve anxiety, but it's also now to sort of set intentions and to sort of like I'm gonna go mm -hmm. be a professional. I'm yeah. gonna go talk to these two young, you know, musicians, and we're gonna have a great conversation. Yeah, yeah. And my instincts gonna kick in. Everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. Because whatever the bad thoughts of like whatever's gonna go wrong. It's just not worth thinking about yeah, because yeah. it's just yeah. And it probably won't even happen. No, you know? no, so yeah. Like, 
it's so shitty. It's it's the shittiest thing. It is a weird feeling. Yeah, I'm like a severe extrovert mm. with the anxiety of an introvert. <laughs> so it's really weird the best of most both of worlds. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like go into situations like you know, yeah, kind of freaking out a little bit, and then it's like you know, I can I. I'll talk to anybody yeah. at the same time. So it's just, it's really weird. Is that how you diffuse it? Like, how do you diffuse something like that? Especially like, so let's say know. like you're about to play like Coachella, right? And yeah. you're about to get, <laughs> you're about to go on stage or even any, any stage. What, but think of a bigger stage. Yeah. It's yeah. like, how would you diffuse that in that situation? Well, I don't know. Cause I, I've, I've been in some situations where I've had to play in front of a, a large mm-hmm. amount of people. Uh, like when I was doing indoor drumline and stuff in high school yeah. and like with indoor drumline, I was, uh, in the middle of the basketball court basically, uh, with the drum kit on a, on a just a, a cart basically mm. looking at like at least a couple thousand people just staring at me and you could hear a pin drop in the place. Like everything had to be quiet, uh-huh. you know, right before we started. So like, a lot of that stuff kind of went away, but I just kind of bring myself back to those moments, yeah. you know, like, okay, I did fine then, you know, we, we did great. We right. scored well right. and everything was cool. It's just, you huh. just kind of got to shut it off a little bit, kind of get in the zone, I guess when yeah. it comes to performing, especially, you know, you just kind of get in that, like, the you know, the music kind of thing. The way I look at it <coughs> is there's like two approaches I take. One is that, the people watching aren't up there playing. Yeah. So yeah. you already kind of have a leg up. You're <laughs> like, all right, I'm the one up here on the stage. Okay. I'm going to rock out, you know? Right. And then another way of looking at it, which is like a mantra I've always kind of told myself, like the reason you get nervous to play in front of people is because you think they're expecting something, which is their expectations are built on people that they've already heard before, what they've listened to. And so my mantra to myself has always been, you know, you don't stand out sounding like, someone that's already no right you know like you, you kind of just get compared to someone right but to stand out on your own you kind of have to be different and so if you're going to do something different and go play and just be yourself like you're kind of creating your own little space yeah. and like maybe they would leave being like i've never heard something like that before right. you know yeah so totally that's kind of the way i look at yeah. it kind of like kind of like no expectations yeah and sort of just mm-hmm. like let the moment be the moment let yeah. Let let whatever's about to happen just happen. Yeah, it's so funny how you can sort of like trick your own brain. Like we kind of kind of go back to that. It's like you kind of like will tell yourself something over and over again. Right. And right. whether it's true or not, because a disaster could easily happen. Like you, you know, the chord could come out right at the best part of the, uh, like the song, or like the drums could catch on fire, or the yeah. amp just fucking blows up. That would be really rock and roll. <laughs> that would be rock and roll. You have to embrace it at that yeah, point, yeah. right? I think like I remember. We were playing at the Ottawa Tavern, and it was like the end of one of our songs, and my guitar strap from the top just came on hooks. Oh damn! And I was like, <laughs> so I went to his drum kit, and I was my back was facing everybody. Do you remember this? My back was facing everyone. I just I put my leg so. up on your kick, oh, and I yeah. finished the song. Yes. And we just finished it out. But yeah. it was like you have to think on your toes. <laughs> really sure. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't about to stop and be like. Pause. Let me put this back on real quick. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. hold on, guys, time out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me stop rocking for a second. The best thing, the best thing I was ever told about something like that, you know, it was in high school actually. You know, doing the marching band mm-hmm. thing and all that is most of the time that you're performing, especially you know, it, not so much in like marching band, 
but you know there's a lot of songs so it does get kind of eclectic in a way but when you're playing original music when you're playing something that the majority of the people that are watching you haven't heard before Mm -hmm. if you make a little mistake they're they're more than likely not even going to notice what they notice is your lack of recovery now if your recovery time is great you know, then That's you're not, good. it's not the mistake that people hear. It's you trying to catch back up right. with or yourself. Or don't make a face. I always tell myself, mm-hmm. even like when I'm just doing solo acoustic, if yeah. I screw up, I'm not going to be like, yeesh, you know, like, ugh. Because then even if people didn't catch it, then they'd be like, oh, they must have made a mistake. Right. Or if you just fly through it, it's like nothing, it already happened. Right. So like how you react, you might as well just act like it never happened. Right. Because you can't change it. Nope. And yeah. might as well not make it too obvious. Usually yeah. I start laughing, like if I mess yeah. up in the middle of a song yeah. or something, or if she messes up, yeah. I don't know. So if you ever see me laughing when we're it's performing, it's because Someone one of us up. screwed I, up. I, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I'm the same way. Like I've, I've turned it, I've channeled that because I was told a long time ago. So I was in marching band. I was the bass. Nice, um, nice. Uh, drum. Um, I played snare. Tight. Uh, <laughs> I always wanted the quads, but I was never that good. I got to play those for parades. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. You, feel, you feel sexy out there with those yeah, quads. Yeah, hell on, yeah, you do. You got those four drums. I we, got uh, options, motherfucker. At the and basketball t- games, we had pep band, and yeah. we used to play Louie Louie. Oh, did so you? So by the time I got, you know, uh, by the time I was on the drum line when I was in high yeah. school and everything, um, there, there was like a, a four-measure percussion break in the middle. And there used to be this cool thing that everybody would do. Well, it turned into just a tenor solo or quad. We call them tenors, but um, because we had five instead of just four. But uh, because we had one like really badass tenor player that was a senior when I was a freshman, and he always did this crazy (laughs) solo and everything in the middle of it. So nobody else played. So by the time he graduated, there was like there was nothing for everybody to do. do So I did the tenor solo and just winged it every time half the time i screwed up half the time i didn't but nobody knew i was just moving my (laughs) arms until it made sense you know hey man do you mind putting this on that mic because that one's super sensitive to the puzz yeah yeah sibilance and whatever thank you sorry yeah that was great uh i just interrupted our entire flow just to tell you not to have puzz uh, no, I, I, I'm I great at disrupting the flow of conversation. <laughs> That's this awesome, is actually though. a part-time it's job fun. of mine. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, no, it's I fun. do it all the time. I just come up to random people having great, intense, intense conversations, just like derail the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And people... But then you start again, and then right. it's fresh. Right, start yeah. over. Right, if you make a, a mistake, beginning. you make a mistake, you just bowl yeah. through that yeah. shit like it yeah, didn't yeah. happen. And yeah. look at this, we're still just we're flowing still along. Going. It's the are. recovery time. <laughs> it's the recovery time. I just like to make it very obvious, like, it's like when you make a, a face on stage when you when you hit the wrong note. It's yeah, like, yeah. I just want everyone to know. <laughs> well, it's better than being like a mime over there. Like you'd be like, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's gonna that's gonna yeah that's either way the conversation was disrupted. But I I, I do like that idea of, of what you're saying. You just sort of tell yourself is like this is th- they've never heard this shit before they don't know what was about to happen exactly this yeah. is about to, i'm gonna go up there i'm gonna put this out there and fucking like it or not i'm gonna fucking kill it yeah and fuck them and yeah. Yeah. it's kind of like it's got it's kind of like you got to put a boundary there even though like music is so dependent on like an exchange of energy you know or, yeah, yeah even yeah. also just like the the gratification like or the validation mm-hmm. like i feel like music's kind of reliant on that too. oh totally like, totally because you wouldn't like keep doing it unless you felt like right it was going somewhere. right so it has to be reciprocated so there's this yeah. like awkward like you kind of like hope like you want to hear that you did well but at the <laughs> same time like you also like 
try not to care at all because right. you just want to yeah. be in your own groove. <laughs> right. So it's like this like little mental battle. You're like, yeah. I don't care, but I do care. Right. No, yeah. it's that weird dichotomy of like uh, of being human. Um, there's just so many of these like opposite thoughts that we have that these conflicting ideas, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like you, you want to connect and you want reciprocation, but you also have to put this boundary up Yeah, yeah. that where like, cause you have to, you still have to do a job and you still have to like channel whatever it is that you have, that you tap into when you go there. Yeah. So, so it's just such a weird, you know, like in like how, and I'm not trying to shift this to a dark place but like uh like abuser uh uh people who who are abused mm-hmm. who who are in love with their abuser you know what i mean yeah. like yeah abuse. yeah almost like a stockholm syndrome kind of right thing. yeah yeah but i mean i guess there's been studies i just heard this so <laughs> there's been studies that yeah, humans like have a need or a want for that kind of duplicity you know what i mean like right, there's right. something innate inside of us that kind of requires it and I'm sure there's lots of, uh, I don't know if there's lots of instances, but <laughs> there's lots of instances where I, I know I do it all the time. I know that I say things uh, and then like fucking a month later, I'll say the exact opposite. That, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's just right. like, like as human beings, it's just like this weird flaw that's a bouncing just between uh, two yeah, ideas. And I don't know. It, it's, a, it's, it's a strange being human. It is. It's it is very strange. strange being human. <laughs> no, it would be nice to be I like was a, much a better dog. when I wasn't human. Yeah, <laughs> I was better off, man. I, I mean, like, it would be cool as a dog, but like... I'd be a dog in a second. Well, to a good family. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, other yeah. part, right? Yeah, but, but that's, that's also, even a gamble. You yeah. know? Right, that's even a gamble being human. Because yeah, you can't, exactly. you can't help who you're born to. Ex- right. Like, right. You're born you're into right. this crack den. It's like, yeah. oh, well, that's fun. Oh, this is my yeah. life oh, now. Yeah. Yeah. How am I going to turn this into a business? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the cycle continues. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it, it's, it's, a, it's a strange thing. It's a strange thing to try to connect to people in that way. Now, how do you guys feel? Have you had those nights where it's just like you cannot connect and like and like it's like you're playing into a void? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It just feels like. You just kind of just go through it. You're like, you're just, you just kind of you, you started and then you ended and you're like it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> like we, we've I mean, we can really tell, especially like. When we go to play a Shake and Shivers show. It's like after the first time. Like you know. after the like the first couple songs, if we don't like connect, then we know it's like just kinda off. Yeah. It, it's it's a really weird. We both just kinda know when things are kinda funky. Yeah. There's a face we typically make at each other, like after the first song, we're like yeah. yeah, yeah, we usually like, like give a, each other the just nod. Just so people know, because you know? I forgot we're like just on a podcast and talking. It's yeah. like just kind of like a little sly smirk looking at each other. Yeah. yeah. So if you see that, you're the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get your ass out of your chair and start moving around and yeah. reciprocate. Yeah. This is a relationship here, folks. Uh, you come out to see music. Let's yeah. fucking interact. I think uh, the best. Speaking of reciprocation and crowds and stuff like that, I think one of my favorite moments from like us playing shows together and stuff was our first show at frankie's mm. i think it was our really our first show ever, it was ever um ever. we got up there nobody knew what to expect and this kind of goes back to that no expectations kind of yeah. thing that was like the ultimate no expectations because no one knew anything yeah no one had i mean maybe our parents, a couple, i don't think my parents even knew yeah you guys practicing nobody, in secret yeah or? we were it was <laughs> funny that's really warehouse. funny you mentioned that because we spent like 
what probably six months we would go play an open mic night at martini and newsies um without telling anybody i think maybe like her parents might have known but they never came like it was really secretive we kind of kept everything under wraps for a while i did on acoustic yeah she was playing on an acoustic we had plugged in through like a a marshall amp it actually sounded really cool and i'd like to touch back on that tone eventually in our in our career but we uh so we played this first show at frankie's and we, uh, you know, we started playing the first song. I don't even remember what song it was. I want to say it was like Soul Crusher. That was my guess. Too. And uh, we got, we finished, and like you could hear a pin drop in the place, like her voice coming through like a freight train, like it always does, and like everybody was just kind of like staring at us. And, and you know, usually there's like people talking yeah. or whatever. But it no, I mean, it's silent, silent, complete silence. And then, you know, and like, I, I was just like, holy, you know, that's like crack to a musician. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just like, also, that's all we want. There's a, but also for anyone that like gets like nervous to play, they could also be like in that first second of hearing nothing. They'd yeah. be like, we suck. You know, like, you'd be like, why is no one clapping? Yes. But I, I, we took it as, like, yeah, cool. Yeah, because, I mean, all eyes were on us, and everyone was still, like, Maybe people were, us. like, also we had to remember what the yeah. weather was like. People might have been just dying. That's true, because like, it was, like, over 100 degrees It was, like, over there. 100 Jesus. degrees, and there was no AC in there. And Frankie. I played two like, sets that night. People probably actually, like, yeah, were, like, just, you know, they're, like, we want to clap and talk, but... Yeah, it's We're just yeah. Over here. It, it's fucking hundred degrees and like humid. We, we have pictures from that show, and like I literally look like the Wicked Witch melting. We have video. <laughs> you have like I mascara have on your show. Yeah. So my skin just looked like oh. it's like poltergeist or something. Yeah. Like my skin was gonna fall off my face or something. And I, like, I had to play with uh, I had to play with my punk band that night too. Oh and yeah, my, that was insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. I had to like sleep for a whole day after that. Yeah. That was like oh, it was so crazy. And like I remember I didn't take. This is such a like a long hair problem, <laughs> but I didn't take a hair tie with me there, oh. and um, my hair was down and my I don't know how it was different then, but it was a lot like thicker then. It was like a mane, yeah. and I remember just like thinking like I'm dying, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna like puke or something, like something's gonna happen. But I always feel like I'm gonna get sick every, every show. show, every single show. I just keep you always all. come up to me. You're like, man. Man, I really don't feel good. Like right <laughs> after we get off the stage, that's and that's also how I know that like, the based on the severity of how sick she feels, <laughs> is how well we played the show. Like if she is like shaking and like trying to drink some water, yeah, you know, then we, I know we killed it. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I know the best show we ever played then because we played this show in Cleveland, opening for a group called the Radio Men out of Chicago. Oh, absolutely love those guys. Yeah, they're great. And um. I had to end our last song like halfway through. Like cut it. I cut like a verse out or something. And I sprint. I didn't actually get sick, but I felt like I was going to. Yeah. Because because we were like wasting, like not wasting, using that much energy. Of course. Yeah. I was like, I might if we do this whole song, I might throw up on stage. So I'm gonna like <laughs> just end it quickly and <laughs> thank you and like sprint off. Wow. Like, I so that's about that, that. That's yeah. funny that you're like you know based on how sh- shitty she feels afterward. It might have been a really great show. <laughs> so if you, if anyone sees me looking like pale, like a ghost, <laughs> it means we put on a great performance. Yeah, for yeah. You. We gave it our all. Then you sure. were the solution. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's interesting. It, it's so um. It's so uh. I, I, it's like um. I feel like artists and musicians is just have this like extra sensory uh, to just emotion and feel. You know, like, and sometimes. It can make you physically ill. 
Mm-hmm. And so, like, it, it's interesting. Is like, have you always sort of been very um, sensitive? I mean, because to me, that's a sensitivity to uh, like to energy, energy, to 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 vibration. Honestly, shit. not till we started playing as us. Like when I um, would do like solo acoustic stuff, mm-hmm. it's like I'm just yeah, this is my job. Fine. Yeah, it wasn't it. like, but I, it has something to do with like yeah, like the songs like are just high energy. Yeah, and they require just a lot of work for my vocals, uh. and then just like playing everything right and yeah. move, also like to make it in, you know interesting, you have to move around. And yeah, it's yeah. not like I'm like you know crowd surfing and doing <laughs> flips and spinning around. But yeah, not usually, not usually, not usually, not yet. There's still yeah. time. So, but so I, it literally is like a physical thing. Yeah, for you I think then. it's like I think it's, it's physical. You just are like, just and happens. then plus the mental stress you know, on like, top. Like when you feel like you could like black out and you feel like kind of nauseous. Oh I yeah. Like, but it's not that I feel like I'm gonna black out. I feel like I'm like post like coming out of a blackout. Oh yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it happens all so quickly. The performances just goes so quickly. Yeah. yeah. She always like she like disconnects when we get on stage. It's it's actually really cool to see though. Because we both like we just get into this zone and we both just kind of like I don't know. I I almost want to say we cut co- like become a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of how it happens. Everything happens yeah. and then it's done and then it's like post that like yeah. weird blackout phase where yeah. I'm like I don't feel well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a, like a spiritual experience in For a way. Sure. It, it's really it's really neat. I haven't had that sort of connection with uh anybody else musically. You know, I've played cool. in a few bands here and there, but there's never been like this innate like I don't know. Like when we first started playing together, like our sound came together mm-hmm. just out of thin air. Right. You know, we we weren't trying to do anything specific. We were just playing, yeah. and we've yeah. everything is just uh, feelings and emotion for us. It's it's really neat, and just we vibe. I think on that it. like pays like that. That also has to do with you know like just like being in a duo. Mm-hmm. It's like that energy is only shared. Right between those two people like right. yeah you're sending it out but it's like what's happening is just between two people and mm-hmm. so you're kind of like going back and forth and like just kind of like pulling from the same pot of energy mm-hmm. you know and when it's like when it's a, even a three piece there's you know you're not like relying on just you know there's kind of space to like be yourself and right. disconnect a second but when it's just you two you're kind of relying on each other to be constantly on the same page mm-hmm. and so you kind of just have to con- you have to connect and like just share that energy yeah. you know yeah it's yeah. really neat yeah really so neat. i think that has to just do with duos and i feel like we were so okay with like because it wasn't a premeditated thing to be like let's make a duo together like, yeah yeah because we are like big you know white stripes fans and yeah. we like the black keys and stuff like that and they definitely like were inspiration for us but we never were like let's yeah. be a duo it's just like yeah you know what this is working <laughs> just us so let's yeah. just yeah. keep it like this but I, I remember watching like so many. I've probably seen like every live performance of the White Stripes <laughs> on YouTube possible, like every single one, like every single one, multiple times over. You know, yeah, like, yeah. and so I feel I felt inspired to just like have create that energy. I'm reminded too, like to just create that type of energy that they had, because I could see between them, like they, it's just them. Mm-hmm. When they're up there on the stage, it was just them. Yeah. You know, they had nowhere else to send their energy. It was just them to each yeah. other. And so we kind of just like went into it once we decided we were a duo, kind of yeah. with that same type of mentality. Yeah. 
I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely it, the the thing about like duos is is that there's ju- there's always going to be this constant of like raw fucking energy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like it, it, it there's it's it's going it, to it's it's just how it is. If the band's good, of course. I mean, mm-hmm. if they're a shit band, then it's just gonna be like, okay, shit. But <laughs> but that raw energy—that's what—that's what I love the most mm-hmm. about it. Is like, and with with anything like that, just any music that you can sense when there's just that raw mm-hmm. energy and like the you can tell when it really comes from somewhere, you know, right. inside of somebody, which is really neat to me. And yeah. I feel like. For both of us, that's kind of you know what we do or what we strive for is to be as much into the music as the music is into us. Kind of mm-hmm. if that makes any sense at all. I feel like if you listen to our whole album through, there's like a couple songs you can tell. All right, the lyrics like are meant to like create like a story or like paint a picture of someone or something, but a majority of the songs don't. Like they kind of just like these lyrics that just work and so it kind of like shows that like like a song's like okay like soul crusher or backseat lover you know they're kind of like one idea one idea Mm -hmm. and then just kind of just keeping it in that idea and i that's those are the songs i feel like we just like jammed out and we're like let's just put words in to just create this type of energy Mm -hmm. like i feel like the song's about creating a type of energy more so than writing a song yeah, yeah, yeah. i feel like i would say like a, m- a half of the songs are like that like it's more about that vibe that the song is giving off than like what the actual lyrics yeah. are trying to tell yeah. you more like more that the the vocals especially with such a powerful voice it's really easy to use that as more of an instrument than, yeah um telling a story or something uh, storytelling providing a message or something yeah. like that which is great to do as mm-hmm. well you know uh, we have songs that have messages that have you know stories but at the same time it's always fun to like use it more as an instrument and just creating more elements yeah. to yeah. what's right. going you on you create a vibe yeah i love that and it's like i don't like people who put too much into like the lyrics and it's like this has to be like my fucking opus you know like yeah, this has yeah. to be like I'm, I'm right you know like pablo naruto over here i gotta fucking rock this shit out right, right. but it's um <clears throat> but like if you learn if you know anything about the beatles uh eleanor rigby was just like a name he saw on some flyer yeah and then just bleh, you know like it's just it's these, about that flow these, you know that melody yeah man and, and like obviously that that i mean eleanor rigby is a fucking amazing song yeah, yeah i mean definitely. It, it, and, and, but where ideas come from yeah. but where vibe, ideas yeah exactly and and the, like they they all admit that they're fucking not that great musicians. The Beatles, I'm saying, yeah, they're not yeah. that great musicians, and like, but and and like they don't always have the greatest songs in the world, but they're the gr- some of the best songwriters in the world, you know. So like, yeah, yeah. they didn't they wrote like some of the biggest hits. Yeah, ever. but they were just sort of like, just playing it by ear. I mean, when we yeah. first when we were first sort of met, we were just sort of talking about how like we don't know what the fuck we're doing. No, <laughs> we're just no, going here. We're all winging it, and man. we're just drawing from whatever works. Yeah, it's like pursuing, pursuing whatever um, creative energy that sort of gives us a rise. Yeah, yeah. Is, that, is there any other sort of things, uh, other like creative pursuits that you guys are interested in doing other than like music? Creative pursuits. There's uh, plenty of other uh, creative. Th- things that i've i've done personally and stuff like that um 
I don't know if we've really talked about things as a group other than like obviously well, I mean, music I mean, not as a group. Stuff. I mean, I mean, individually. I mean, because oh, you guys yeah, aren't, yeah. you guys yeah. aren't always, you know, <laughs> right. you're not always this band. You guys yeah. have true, separate true. lives. You guys have separate. Yeah, yeah. I, da- I you do have other, a little. You have another you play, band, don't you? You play in bands. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I have a southern rock band out of Flat Rock, Michigan. Oh, shit. Um, called the River Bottom Mud Junkies. <laughs> It's amazing yeah. name. Yeah, it's kind of a mouthful, but okay. it's great. It's, it's like in the in the like nicest way possible. It suits you guys really well. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and is, is this bluegrass? What is it? It's uh. I'm just going by name. It's really hard to kind of like pigeonhole Southern it somewhere. Rock, I feel. Oh yeah, you I said mean, you opened with Southern Rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, rock. but even Southern Rock, I don't see is like a really super accurate it's like, term. It's, it's like, like a progressive Southern Rock. Yeah. Prog. Prog, Southern Rock. But, I mean, not with, like, really weird time signatures or anything. You know, nothing, like, crazy like that. But definitely. um, It's, like, swampy. I love saying swampy for music. Yeah, but not real heavy, though. Like, you, it's, uh, I don't know how to explain it, really. It's um, a light, progressive Southern Rock. I think. Light progressive. Yeah. <laughs> Light prog south rock. Yeah, okay, yeah, something doing... like that. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like... like another band name. It does. <laughs> it does. Um, and I've been in a few other bands in the past. You know, I had a punk band called Tink in the Tanks, and I had a rockabilly band called the High Level Hooligans. Oh, fun. And then I was in a metal band called Moojaw Creek. Uh, they're still playing around, actually. Um, and you, you left the band? Uh, yeah, yeah. We kind of fizzled out for a minute, and then uh, the original guitarist was able to recruit some other buddies of his that, and they're doing some well, really and cool stuff. He didn't stuff call now. you. I see how no, it is. No, no, I see how it I is. I was. Uh, I had. Uh, I think when he kind of reformed everything, I think I was in probably two or three other bands He's at like, that I don't point. Got time for that. And oh, uh, so you blew him off. No, <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't. I got you. I got See, you. you can't do this, <laughs> man. <laughs> um, and then before that, yeah. I had uh, an indie band with an actual, actually a mutual friend of ours. Uh, funny thing is we tried to recruit her to sing in the band, but and it I never actually like worked out. She was like 15. 15 yeah. Oh, um, they wouldn't let her in the bars. And uh, <laughs> Maybe we ended up recording an album and everything. But uh, I also do a little bit of photography and painting Sweet. and uh, anything creative. Yeah. I'm a, just a creative being, I guess. Mm. I can't do something if it's not like, I can't be too structured. You, I, I live what, a weird life. Do you have a day job? Yeah, I am a, uh, this is another mouthful, an okay. aircraft component maintenance technician, technically. Oh. Okay. I, I really just go by technician, but I work on a couple of the components that come off of uh, turboprop airplane engines. Mm. So they're like hybrids between turbine and propeller engine. I think you're putting Muddy asleep no. over here. Yeah, <laughs> that was really it's actually Is really cool. Really no, no, no. It, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not even. No, no, I wasn't trying good. to shit out of you. No, no. I was I making know. a terrible joke. Uh, I was yawning. <clears throat> she hears it all the time. No. Yeah. So does this require some kind of in- uh, degree? Uh, I, <laughs> I, I actually have a degree in network systems administration. Like Has computer n- stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like doing IT work, mm-hmm. running a network for a business kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you do like the the putting the wires the punch in? Downs? Yeah, the punch downs? Uh, I have done that. Yeah, I did that at a previous job. Um, every job that I've had, m- minus my first job, I've done like computer work for. Mm. Uh, 
So do you build like websites and shit too? No, like, you just, I'm not much of a. Coder. You have just like That's this wealth other... of information that I, just fucking that you could use. I just love taking I, I things know. apart yeah. and putting them back together. Right. So um, it all just kind of revolves around that. I can't do a lot of coding. I can like troubleshoot and repair things in mm. software, but not you know I couldn't like write my own program or yeah. or well, did, make a website. Well, they, well, not websites. You just it's like that drab and drab and drab. Yeah, yeah. Drag and drop. Anymore, shit. a lot of what it is. That, is yeah. That the, my website is that like. My oh, you wife, know I do that. I there's do that a too. lot of places. that do you do that? that kind of mm-hmm. You drag and drop. Oh, I do the <laughs> Squarespace. Squarespace. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that your website? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Music by Muddy. But yeah. until there we figure go. out what we're doing with website. Shameless plug. No, no. Please. But no, I'll, but actually I'll, it helps because until we figure out our own website, I post like our mm-hmm. gigs on there too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just do like the solo acoustic muddy stuff and my fiance, Chris Shutters, and I do an acoustic duo. We're, we're trying to think of like a fun little name mm. for I thought it. you guys were doing the Lovebirds. What happened to uh, that? Because that, was like, like, uh, that was like the best name. That's just like so, I mean, it is cute. It, it is, is really cute. <laughs> but it's like it, for us, we just like, we're just like, um... Like if it didn't like pop right away, we're like it might not work for us. True. But um You do shutters and so shakes. For, yeah, shutters and <laughs> <laughs> we, but for right now we're just Chris and Muddy or whatever name. It's just us for right now. But um yeah. pretty soon well, it'll be Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Shutters. shutters. The shutters. The shutters family mm-hmm. band. Yeah. <laughs> I love there it. You go. I love it. You guys will be like your own new newfangled partridge family, yeah. That'd be so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is like a creative aspect, but um, it doesn't have to be. I'm just, I'm. Just I I'm very into academia. Like oh, tight. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, guys. that's okay. You do you, man. Okay. What kind? Of, oh, I didn't do it right. It's gonna come back. No, it's not. I can. Did stop you snooze it? it? Yeah. Mm, so oh, used to yeah, waking I up and snoozing. I would know this because I use the snooze button oh, no, way too you? often. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> no sleeping. I'm but a snooze junkie. <laughs> <laughs> so I always set my alarm for like a half hour earlier just so I can press snooze. Snooze like 50 times. I have to go like an hour and then I'm still late. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny about doing the snooze method is that you're actually taking away sleep because you have to wake up and put it, yep. turn it off, and then go back to sleep. It's yeah. actually better just to like wake up and to get wake up. up. It's Which way know, better for I you in like, your no, state but of mind. then you feel like you're sleeping right, in. Right, right. You no, like no, you're, you're right. Because yeah, yeah. your brain is very complex complex and crazy intelligent design going on yeah, here. Yeah, they can't but even like, prove why we need sleep. Like, it's still a, a Yeah, a right, we don't know. But, like, it's dumb enough to trick yeah. that yeah. I slept in by pushing snooze <laughs> ten times. Yeah. yeah, I got that extra <laughs> well five rested. minutes. Yeah. Well rested. Oh, yeah. And I do the same shit. It's like, mm. I do not care for... I'm Yeah, I'm not a morning I, person I don't, at all. <laughs> I actually have been getting up. I feel like a, I feel like a geriatric because I've been getting up super early and working, which is weird. But but please, you were talking about you actually love academia. And um, well, I, you like to learn. What the fuck's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> I got, I got <laughs> what my, the fuck? I got my degree in English literature. Hey. And I'm working on grad school stuff. Well, trying to do that. Oh, did you like my Pablo Neruda? Is the, he's a painter, isn't he? I don't even know. Oh. You'd be so surprised oh. how little. No like, you learn so much about specific subjects yeah. in English literature yeah. when you're getting your degree, but you don't learn, like, a vast, you know, variety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, so no, like, I everyone's get. like, oh, so you must know this. And I'm like, yeah. I had never no, heard of that in my no, whole life. Don't, I'm not going to read Infinite Jest. No, That's no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I had to write a thesis, and Ugh. I did mine on Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. It's an old medieval poem oh, from wow. the 15th century. Yeah. And that was fun to read some Middle English. That and But one of the girls that was in my seminar group, she wrote hers on Infinite Jest. And I was Ugh. like, why would you choose a 1,000-page book? Yeah, that's... You know? I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to read that thing. I just... Oh, I, I would never even turn the first page. I just, I'm not even interested. Just the sight is enough. It's like, that's good. But I've read huge books. Like, I've yeah. read all of the fucking... All the Game of Thrones books. And those are like fucking bricks, you know? So it's like... I will put myself through that, but there's just something about... I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe it's a whole thing against the author it's himself, which I know very little about. <laughs> I know he killed himself. <laughs> I know that. Uh, must have been all that writing from infinite typing. Ugh. Anyways. Worked sorry. his fingers so, down the So nubs. you like to learn. And I like to do, like, research. Uh-huh. I don't know how to explain. No, I'm not, like, not like, like scientific research, right. but I like picking a subject and something I'm passionate to like figure out about and, and then just deep. go find like articles about it and yeah. write about it and write an argument about it. I'm actually not really a bookworm. Would you, you so wait, you'll just on your own will write an argument? No, argument? like, but like, that's why I like being like in, I don't like to say like being in school, but I like being in a position to do that. So Car- I like a career I, student. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked doing that in college. Yeah. So that's why I'd like to, yeah, no, I, I think, uh, no, there's something fun about researching, like, a, a subject, and I do it a lot now, well, I'm doing a lot now because I'm working in ph- photography for whatever fucking reason, <laughs> um, however I ended up here. Um, <laughs> but Photography's fun. <laughs> I love it, yeah, and it's I'm great. having a really good time, and for whatever reason, people want to pay me for it, so <laughs> I'm going to take their money. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Capitalism. <laughs> yeah, no, and but I, I'm just... As I get older, I'm finding more and more that I'm just I just want to be in motion, learning or yeah, or I, creating. Learning yeah. is is great, and it it, it like learning like yeah. new programs. Yeah, Final Cut. I got to oh, learn yeah. fucking Final Cut, which I, I learned Photoshop. Know. Like I I'd avoided Photoshop yeah. for so long because it, it was always so intimidating, right? It is. It and is then weird. like when we were putting the artwork together for the album and stuff, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna learn Photoshop. <laughs> I'm gonna and make I did. Our and I did. And I like Im- like impressed yeah. myself. I made our show poster and mm-hmm. everything for the release party. Yeah, and it was great. just it was it was great. I I love learning outside of the academic mm-hmm. side of things. Like when I when you love, feel like you have to learn, that's when yeah. you don't want to learn. Well, see, but at the same time, like if I'm put in a position, like what I'm doing now with my job, mm-hmm. with the the component that I'm working on the most, I pretty much had to learn how to do it. You know, there wasn't anybody within our company that was already doing it. I had uh, one contact of a guy that used to do it for the company, um, but he didn't have a lot of really good information to give me. The the uh, documentation I had was okay enough, but not enough information to do it, but not enough information to like do it well yeah. and completely. So I kind of had to like figure it all out. Mm-hmm. And like right now, I I literally we just uh, revised the manual for these and like is getting it signed off by the people that have to sign it off and everything way high up. So you kind of had to like reverse engineer it? Is that what that's I I had to work out the processes, Mm -hmm. like how things needed to be done in what way 
for them to be correct. Okay. But that's kind of like when I'm put in a position where I need to learn something is when I really excel at learning ah. something because I'm like super motivated. Mm. Um, like I just had to figure something else, something else out with our calibration stuff. Um, I was trying to, uh, I'm not going to bore everybody with a bunch of technical stuff, but I, I was <laughs> trying to emulate something within software. Okay. Um, basically like a flash drive. Mm hmm and uh trick the computer into thinking it was actually plugged in when it wasn't oh. um and i figured it out and i spent like half of last week and all of today and i finally like figured it out today and got it That's working smart. like yeah, i just job. love I, I i love learning mm -hmm. outside of like the academic thing i hated school <laughs> i did too. hated school I did too. but <laughs> i love like having to go research and like look up mm -hmm. and read through forums and see like what people yeah. were doing to get something to work Hell or yeah. you know like going on youtube to figure out how to uh you know change the power steering pump in my car or something like for sure I'll, I'll, I'll try to fix anything all hail yeah the YouTube. Like anything <laughs> i don't want you guys thinking that i'm just like this person that's like um, you didn't assign homework tonight. Like, can you give us? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm not that person. I didn't like homework. I don't like. I don't. Don't I'm, lie to everybody. I, I it's just, okay to I like, like homework. finding something that I want to learn. Right. About. And once I find that niche, I'm yeah. like, cool. I'm yeah. set. There's a lot of stuff. I'm like, mm, mm. I'm just gonna just get by. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. Just gonna yeah. Survive. I feel oh, you. There's but always that for sure. I'm kind of like but that. I'm also like kind of that person still. Like. Yeah. When it's something I like, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to find out about this. Right. Thing. Well, it's so silly because, like, I love learning about all these new things, but, like, I kind of feel like when it comes to, like, music theory, my fucking eyes just glaze over oh, my dude. head. My eyes, they roll <laughs> oh, back dude. my head. I don't know music I theory is such an animal. I just want to fucking die. Such an animal. The more you die. study music, the more you study yeah. music, the less passion you will have for it. Like, and, yeah, but but here's the thing. I'm getting to the point where I have to troubleshoot all the fucking time. So yeah, it's yeah. like I, I feel like that I sh there has there's going to be a time and and this has been like ever since I've become a musician and learned about what music theory is. It's like this is something I'm going to learn eventually, I guess. And so like yeah, yeah. now here I am approaching middle age and fucking I still don't know this. I call myself a musician. It's so hard. Yeah, <laughs> I no, make my I living off of music. So yeah. Maybe I should reconsider, or or maybe this should be the time. I don't know. Mm -hmm. it, it's uh, it's always it's just hard to find time to uh, learn and time to you know expand on things. Yeah, there's Once so many you're done with this. You it's like it's on to the next fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, there's so many different ways to explain all the different facets of music theory and all the yeah. different modes and things that just intertwine in and out of each other. But when you find that right way that is explained to you. Mm -hmm. It, it like all of a sudden like all these doors open yeah. in your mind you're like oh oh so that's how that works yeah. you know but like getting there is such a pain yeah. man wherever like, that comes from where trying yeah. to memorize you know like what what f formation do i use on a guitar for like mixolydian yeah. or or something like that yeah. you know it's hard yeah. to remember all that the but ass. then you find like people will have these crazy shortcuts that mm -hmm ways to remember it and it's like oh well, okay i always was under the impression that after so many years your ears just sort of lead the way yeah that's right th i've always um, kind of thought that too and <laughs> i'm starting to hit that point but i'm just at the very very yeah. tip of it yeah like yep. it's just i know if i would have had better and well better focus practice i could be 
fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Well, couldn't we all? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, couldn't I, we like, all? Like, right now, I'm just, like, maybe on the... I would... You know, I've been trying to give myself more credit. I'm on the higher end of mediocre. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. go with that. How about that? You know what? That's... That's great. I'll take that's it. A good for place what to I be, play, though, you know. What I play, that's what that's what works, man. Yeah. And exactly. well, actually, now I'm playing bass in this jazz thing now. So which it just totally well, which I was saying, it I'm sort of getting no, through a good. loop right now, trying yeah. to apply all this shit. And it's not as hard as I'm making it out in my own head because I do have a decent basic understanding of. You know patterns and scales, and right? Such, right. But it's not very filled in. I always feel like all the information I gather is always missing the the details. Yeah, it's like I little have, like, bits here. Yeah, and I there. got I got the general idea, but mm-hmm. the details is like it seems like muddy. You like to go in and find those details, and like I like to yeah, expand on. I mean, but when you're talking like music theory and <laughs> stuff, like I know zero, zero. If there was negative percent, that's what I. Know. But you know what a G major. Um, sure. Yes. You okay. know what a G major chord is, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, Chordy. you do. See, she knows. She knows. She but knows more than she thinks she knows, I know though. things, but I don't know right. what they mean or what yeah. they are. Like She can play it, but she may not be able to tell you what it is. Have you seen that episode of Friends where like Phoebe wants to teach Joey how to play guitar? And, and she's like, the ghost. And that's like what, the finger formation. <laughs> like That's literally what I'm like. I'm like... The seventh fret, <laughs> like an A minor. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, like yeah. I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, yeah. but I want to learn. And who doesn't want to learn? Like, does everyone wants to know what they're actually doing when they're playing an instrument, <laughs> yeah. you know? But I'm with you guys. I'm, I think that's a good theme of this podcast right now is, is like not knowing what the fuck is actually going on. Yeah. And just surfing the chaos. That's like we, we float where you land. in that. We, <laughs> we just we float in that. That's how we write like all of our music. That's how we like play our shows. Like we don't really know what's going on. We're just there and we do it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's just yeah. but that's like for me, that's like part of the beauty of it mm-hmm. really is not knowing where we're going. You know, that mm-hmm. the unknown. It's really easy to stress over that, but at the same time, like using that to your advantage, you know, we like to screw with each other on stage a lot, you know, yeah. like when we end like songs and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's always the end. Yeah. It's usually the end. Now she used to, we haven't done this in quite a while, but I'm probably going to regret bringing this up, uh, by the way, yeah. but she would randomly drop the tempo out. Oh. I'm, I'm supposed to be keeping the tempo, but she would like drop it uh, out. Oh, yeah, but I, I mean, I would be like, yeah. he'd be like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. I like, would lift my shoulders up and be like, let's. Usually I this. caught it, but there was like the one song we used to play called Sunshine that we mm-hmm. hardly ever play. She used to, all, and always, usually I could follow it. Usually we can like connect, but that song. Pulling some shit that She day. would, yeah, she would like slow it down and i would would just like got lost the one time in the i don't even know where we were playing but we caught back up but it was just it it was funny (laughs) but we like to do stuff like that so that unknown not really knowing what we're doing we kind of like to grab that and like break its neck you know actually and then like when it comes to the ending like ryan's where he likes to play his little games yeah yeah You know, it's like we just do like a, we're really good at just hitting the, like the end, just to hit the last note together. You know? Yeah. And then he'll be like, Bella. <laughs> yeah. Bella. And then I'll and like, like I'll like pause and act like I'm gonna you know oh be holding the note out. <laughs> this and I'll literally pause. happens while we're playing. <laughs> and I'll like jump like I'm gonna do it, and then I'll catch oh her, and God. then I'll, you know. We that just bastard. but it's fun, you know. We gotta like but play that fun. tug of war on yeah, stage no. a little bit and. 
No, the um, yeah, tension, man. Uh, there's nothing like tension. No, uh, uh, I kind of do. That. I play with this band, uh, Green Acres Session, and play here locally, and we all kind of do the same shit. The singer likes to do like, cause I've never sang before. Because singing is so vulnerable, and it's just, oh, God, it's terrifying. I just but, started a band that I'm playing guitar and singing in so I can relate. That's right, because when you push yourself in that way, you come out on the other end stronger and better than where you started, but it's still a very terrifying adventure. But the singer will do that same shit where he'll just extend a certain part, and I'm supposed to hit a harmony, and he'll, like, Fuck, he'll just fuck with us. He'll yeah. just fuck with me and the other singer. And we're not the me, me and the guitars. I play keys. He plays guitar. We're both not really singers. We're more players. But yeah, like, yeah. we just sort of needed to fill in some space here. So here we are behind a mic. It's a it's a terrifying thing. Man. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, well, with with vocals, there isn't as much of a visual cue. Like there yeah. is like when you're playing when you're have a guitar right. or when you you've got drumsticks in your hand and you can like. Yeah, you know, yeah, do that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. but uh, for those of you listening, um, I was just like moving my arms yeah. like I had drumsticks Waving on around. them, you know. Um, <laughs> it's a drummer, but visual cue, you know. Yeah. But when you when you're just singing and holding out a note, there isn't like that visual cue. So that would be a lot harder to try to yeah. That was play um, around with when we were recording our album. One of the songs, "Mama," like it has like little like breaks there's mm-hmm. like moments of silence right. and so how we recorded it is we recorded the drums and the guitar live together mm-hmm. like in one room like in one like one take or okay and then i overdubbed the vocals later like months down the road like mm. months we're talking like <laughs> eight months <down laughs> yeah it record? was a long time um action city records is what it was called um it, it's not really like in motion anymore oh. but um my dad's friend john Cooser, it's in texas ohio it's his uh it's his studio, and we're apparently the last band to ever go through it. Yeah, so probably cool. until I buy it's really the place. Nice. It's your, really your, nice. Yeah. your album, your guys' album sounds really gritty. Are you guys recording like on analog, or what? What was going on with that? Like, because it sounds very like rock and like roll. Like garage rock. Yeah, yeah, type. for sure. It has That's that kind of what we were going for. Yeah. I mean, right. we weren't doing anything uh, like lo-fi like that necessarily. Um, I, I don't know. It just kind of naturally happened that way. Uh, we did have, I mean, know. I'm not trying to give away too many like bad details about the album, but we did have some problems with like our source material, mm. you know, our tracks that we started with, you know, some issues yeah. with guitar tone and stuff like that. So that would kind of factored into it yeah. sounding gritty, but we really wanted it that way. You know, we didn't want perfection at all. You mm-hmm. know, I, there's it, a couple tiny little mistakes you can hear in there that, well, it, we I mean, kept. nobody else probably knows, yeah. but um, we did that on purpose just because we didn't want it to be perfect. We don't want to try to push ourselves out there as these two perfect musicians that just nail everything all the mm-hmm. time because the, the, the mistakes are beautiful, too, in a way. Yeah, you know, perfection. There's nothing makes worse us than, human. There's nothing worse than a perfectionist it, yeah. it, to kill a creative vibe. Yeah, like yeah. someone I who's mean, just like sitting there, it's like, no, do it again. No, do it again. No, do it again. And yeah. then all that juice, all that feeling, whatever that vibe was when you're all excited mm. and really want to get yeah. in there and tear that shit up, it just dissipates and it's just sucked out of the room. And yep, it's like, yep. no, you gotta hit it again, bro. You gotta yep. hit your mark. It's like fuck 
you. That's what technology's for. Yeah. Fucking bump that shit over a fucking yeah. couple seconds. Yeah, yeah. And let's move on, bitch. We got a hook to record. Yeah, we. Uh, that's one of the big reasons why we recorded it live to begin with. Yeah. You know, especially the the guitar. Yeah, and it has drums. a super live feel too. And uh, we did that just because we wanted to capture that vibe. You know, we yeah. weren't really sure if we were gonna be able to track everything um independently and still be able to capture that kind of feeling which i have nothing against doing it that way i i actually am an advocate for playing with a click track and everything being right right there but you can do that also without sounding like a robot as well which a lot of people especially you know you always get those drummers that are like oh i i don't want to play with a click i don't need to play with a click no you yeah. always need to play with a click when possible. People, but people who talk like that are, a little different. People who talk like that usually need a click the most. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, um, you were saying something though about singing, and when you went to the oh, studio, the cue. Let's talk about like vocal cues. Yeah. And or like maybe the opposite, but like you know, like how he said, you know, when you're performing live, like you see the arms go up in the air, yeah. you see someone do something. And I had to do the overdub of the vocals for Mama. So if you ever like hear the beginning of the song. It's just kind of like ding, and then it's dead silence. And yeah. then ding, you know, and I'm there's no click. We didn't record with a click, and so it took a lot of tries for me to hit the vocal yeah. cues for each of those because the timing could be messed up. Or like, right. when is the guitar gonna come back? <laughs> <laughs> I had to listen to yeah, it, like, especially with no it. click. Yeah, you're just like yeah, yeah. it was ah! just like trying to. But it was also just trying to put myself in the shoes of the vibe. I'm like, how would I be playing it right yeah. now? Yeah, and then I'll try, you know, but. Yeah, overdubbing it was kind of a fun experience, to be honest, because I typically just sing live. Like, that's typically what I do. Yeah. And so... That's what people pay me I for. Was I, mean, that's what do. I was just standing there. My dad has this little, like, sound engineering studio and like, in a building in my parents' yard. That's amazing. And um, so we went there to mix it. And he had a little, you know, microphone and everything. And everyone's just sitting there. Like, it's, like, the middle of the day in, like, August or something. Everyone's just sitting there looking at me, <laughs> and um, yeah. they're like, and then, but when you hear the songs, there's so much like power and emotion and feel. I'm like, just close your eyes and pretend no one's there, because <laughs> this is a small room. Everyone's just sitting there looking yeah. at me, yeah. and I just have to act like I'm a part of the song. Right. It's like rocking out, you know what I mean? And then, she, you know, like I was there, I think, for one of the days, yeah. and she was there singing, and I'm like doing hand gestures <laughs> with her and stuff. I was like, uh, she was like over here, and I was sitting next to her. And uh, as she was singing, I'm like looking at her dad and Chris, and like, you yeah. know, we're like got our fists going. Yeah. And all, I, you it know. was a, f- a funny experience because I'm just used to using that type of voice, like performing live. Yeah. Just yeah, being really yeah. into it. Like, well, I'm just going to stand here and uh, act like I'm performing it live. Yeah. But so it's, it was kind of, a f- I liked the challenge of acting like or finding that energy when it's not really actually there right. happening. Because you, kind of you really do have to put yourself in a different state of mind, and it's it's almost, uh, I mean, like, you could be in the most sterile environments, but, like, you have to fucking get there. Yeah, you can't, like, bake it. Yeah, you have to, like, literally be in the energy yeah. and somehow create it. It's, yeah. it's so interesting. My wife, she teaches voice, and she, this is a part of her, this is a part of her curriculum, is, like, um, teaching and being, like, when when a student comes with her with a song, she like dissects it on an emotional level and is like, this is like, you know, here's these inflections, you know, like this is kind of how I'm interpreting it, and like she matches it with their student. 
She's really she's Man, really graceful with I need how a vocal she teaches. Coach. <laughs> Dude, talk to me afterwards. I can I can hook you up with like one of the best vocal teachers in the fucking country. Um uh but it, there's a uh, fuck. See, you know, I forgot what I was talking about. Sorry. No, Sorry. it's okay. It don't matter. <laughs> no, it's the energy. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, going into that. But but I think I think that's what I was kind of trying to touch on before when I was saying um with musicians and artists who have this uh we we just feel a lot you know like mm-hmm. you, you have a lot of uh input you know like yeah, you, yeah. you're just receiving a lot of input all the time um and and like I, I don't know was that something that to be able to go into those emotions like that that means that you've had to have felt them before you that means that you've been there before that yeah. means or or at least your best interpretation of what yeah, that like means check back into something that already right. happened before so i mean is that something like uh, have you always been receptive like that to just emotion the, and, and i'm only saying this because I, I look at my son and he was listening to a song and it was a very beautiful song and i forgot who did it and he's like my eyes are getting wet because the song oh. is so sad oh, and i was wow. like oh shit like <laughs> he's already there like yeah. he's five yeah. and like my eyes are getting wet and he's already there and i'm just like holy shit that that kind of that's cool actually that though did not i didn't get those kind of emotional like being able to fall into an emotional state that I need to be in to mm-hmm. perform or yeah, to do yeah. some or even to podcast or whatever. Yeah. Um, That's something I wasn't able to really fall into until I actually had a child. Yeah. Until there was new, li- I brought new life into this yeah. world. And, and so like, I, I was just curious, is that something like being receptive to emotion? Is that something that you've, Oh yeah. Like had, I don't know. I saying I, deal I, with it is a weird thing, no, but it is kind of something you I am deal like with. I one of those people that, mm-hmm. I could hear like a certain song or like I, even when something's so cute or something so beautiful, I'll cry. Like yeah. I cry a lot, like a lot. Yeah. And um, it, I, I just think it's something like, I just feel something really big. It could be like seeing like, this is so silly. Here's like the silliest example I could think of. I love it. I cry when I see the meerkats at the Toledo Zoo. Like, they're so cute. It's so funny. <laughs> like, but what's so funny, because though? Because of their cuteness. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, no, but it's something about just them being little animals that yeah. are just going through yeah. the little day. Her, yeah. her, her, like, cute thing that she does, mm-hmm. though, when she sees something really cute is priceless. Absolutely priceless. Yeah. Like, when she walks into my house and sees my daughter, especially, she's always like, oh! And she, like, her whole body, like, yeah. like scrunches together, did, you know? I, it's uh, awesome. I don't know. And I guess, like, performing, too. Like, you, like, it, like, you can you know, touch on to something, yeah. you know, feel some type of emotion. But what's kind of like a perk is like, I don't like, I don't really write a lot of songs from like personal experience mm-hmm. really, unless they're like positive feelings. That's when I typically would write like a personal song. Oh, cool. So it's more like pulling on like the live performance emotion rather than being like, what's the song about? I'm going to mm-hmm. cry like, you know, or whatever. But Chris and I actually like wrote a song like, end of last year early or middle of last year and it was one of those songs you kind of like piece together and the lyrics don't really make sense but then like you like start i'm not kidding i'm sorry this is gonna sound sad but it's so true we didn't like know where the direction of the song was going and when it was all done um the song's called ice cream parade (laughs) when the when the whole song's (laughs) done you read through the lyrics and it's about literally this is what it's about we didn't mean for it to be about this it's about like a child being killed in a school shooting oh wow like that's what it's about 
And so the more I looked at it and we started like singing it and it has this like little childish sound to it. Mm-hmm. I bawled my eyes out because I was wow. like, we didn't even know we were writing this. Yeah. And this is like totally what it fits into. Like mm-hmm. that's exactly that's what That's crazy. Is. I've never heard that. It's so crazy. It's a great song. And like we were just like putting lyrics together, you know, like here's this would be cool for this verse. And I like the way these rhyme together mm-hmm. and this. And then like we read through it and we're like, what is it even about? And then we like start looking into it like, oh my God, like that's so crazy. Yeah. You know, like how can you even, it was like this unintentional yeah. meaning put onto the song. Does it feel like to you that maybe that it's not always coming from you or maybe that you're oh, channeling sure. something I'm just i like kidding. to like almost like put myself in little character shoes or something <laughs> like like the song mama is a great example yeah oh can we just listen to that because i wanted to i wanted to throw to that yes. before mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah i'll edit it in. absolutely yeah, listen so to let, mama. Let's, let's throw it to mama because <laughs> yeah. we talk so much about it throw it to yeah, mama. yeah let's throw it to mama and then we'll come back and go back to your sad song <laughs> I'm sorry. awesome let's do it <laughs> And we're back, so <laughs> you, I hope go. you guys liked it. So, so that was for for um, because I meant to uh, throw to that when we were talking about it, and then we went into um, this else. writing stuff. Yeah. But so, uh, so yeah, Mama. So like that song's about like I'm assuming a person 
who has like a really shitty mom. Oh, okay. Like, oh, and we both have like great moms. So yeah, we always absolutely. say in our shows, like, this isn't a personal song. Our <laughs> no. moms are great. But it's like about like a mom not being there, you know, and yes. how their life is affected by it and everything. Um, and so, yeah, that, that really the song happened by I was like, I came with like the little riff and I just literally hit like an E chord. And I was just like, Mama. Like, that's <laughs> all I said. And I was like, well, looks like I'm writing a song about. Mama. Mama. But it sounded like a whale. Like yeah. a whaling, not like a whale. Yeah. <laughs> not like a whale animal, but like yeah. oh, it was like whaling. You yeah, know? Yeah, so yeah. I was like, this is like sad. Like it has to be some type of like sad yeah. song, you know, or something where like they're calling out to their mom for some yeah, reason. Yeah. Right. You know? And so this is like one of those things where it's like you don't have that experience and you've never felt what it's like to have a bad mother. Mm-hmm. But because you're uh, because I feel like we just are built with that extra sensory receptors in our fucking Channel mixed something. up little brains of ours. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to call you a mixed up brain. Oh. But no, all humans. We yeah, exactly. <laughs> as, a, as a society. Yes, thank you. Uh, thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for that good save. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it's like you're able to pull from that. You're able to put yourself in something that you might not have directly experienced, but, but to put that uh, put that out there and and carry that emotion with it. Um, I mean, is there is there something of loss that you could think that you would even pull in, even if it was something like unwittingly that you pull in? And, and I'm I'm not trying to have you drudge up painful memories, Wait. but is there like a sense of loss maybe that you've had in your life that would like that, that would, would inform that, or or not loss, but I'm saying like betrayal because that's a that's kind of betrayal, right? Like a mother yeah. brings a child in this world. I mean, I would say like what we all have felt betrayed by right. something at some point in our life. I feel like I've had a pretty like I am like. You know, all right, here's what cracks me up is like, you know, we're playing like, like rock and roll and we're just like, you know, doing it, man. Like it's raw and everything. And I have like the most just like simple little life. And like my upbringing was so like just perfect. And, yeah. you know, everyone has their story and they're like, yeah. this happened to me. It's like, oh my God, like they like make movies about rock stars right. whose lives were just yeah. like, like, it's like, what are the odds they were an orphan? You know what I mean? Like, okay. Like my life is just so like, I luckily have been blessed with a life where I didn't have much trouble. Mm-hmm. And so I can't like figure like where I would pull it from yeah. besides like I've had like family deaths and right. stuff like that. But other that's than that, I mean, yeah, that's normal. I, and maybe loss. that's why I want to channel yeah. other characters though, because I couldn't really pull something from myself. Yeah. Because, I mean, the only thing I'd write about myself are, like, love songs or something. Like, I'm just feeling so much love, <laughs> so I'm going to write a love song. Well, when you you're know? in love, that's what you want to <laughs> sing about. It's actually really hard to write a love song that's not cheesy. Like, it's so difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. And I think the longest I've ever spent on a song was a song I wrote about Chris, of course. Oh. And <laughs> no. It's, it's called Religion, and I think I spent, like, four hours straight just, like, on the lyrics itself. And I was like, I've never, like, this when we write songs, it's... <laughs> It takes twenty minutes. minutes. I don't even want to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it takes one take. Like we just put it, you know, we just record it on the phone, and we're like, that works. But that's I, I have so many old recordings on my phone of like the first day, like days that we wrote songs and stuff. And it's so funny because like looking back on it, sometimes I feel like 
that was the best we played it or yeah. that was like the way we played it was like my favorite or something you know it's it's well, really neat that's that's the rawest it's right? the deep cuts yeah, man the deep cuts. <laughs> well those are the rawest cuts cut man the deepest. <laughs> hey i like it <laughs> nice reference first uh, cut is the deepest is what i said i was not in the microphone i had to make that clear thank you what is that from um, Cheryl Crow. Yeah, there's. Uh, it's been referenced there's a lot in a lot of different stuff, but yeah, that's what popped into my head. <laughs> so with the, uh, with, uh, how long is the album been out? March 9th Yeah. Is when oh, okay. Out. So this is fresh. It's yeah, it's baby. fresh. Hot oh, off nice. the presses. Come and get them. We should. <laughs> we should listen to another song. We should. Okay, let's listen to. Backward Sally. Oh, all right. Okay. Let's listen to. Oh shit! Sorry, I'm trying to get a marker. I I still I still don't know how to use this fucking thing properly. I've had it for years. I, just, <laughs> I know I can put a marker in here, and it'll just be uh, like, here's my marker. So when I go to edit, it's yeah. really easy. But no, I don't know fuck that. Right <laughs> so I take a picture. There's my marker. There's my fucking marker. Yeah. <laughs> can we, where's my marker? <laughs> can, can we can we introduce that song one more time? Yes. Um, this next song we're gonna listen to is called Backward Sally. Uh, what's the album called? It's a self-titled album, so it's the Shaken Shivers. It's our eponymous album. I love it. Okay, let's listen and come right back. Just stay right. 
And we're back. <laughs> Sorry, did I scare you? You kind of back. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did this like little arm thing. Like, and we're He's back. He's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. Plot twist. I, oh man. I, I, I was. Uh, <laughs> this is actually. It, this, I I, I uh, recently kind of re- uh, survived an active shooter. Whoa. Um, and it's not, okay, I'm sorry. I frame it wrong, I'm not on purpose, but this happened because uh, last a couple weeks ago I played South by Southwest with my reggae band, and so nice. I went to, to uh, and yeah, last year you were about to go to South by Southwest. Yeah, I played this, like, it's like kind of, on the outskirts of South by Southwest, it was like a music indie fest or Sweet. indie music fest. Um, I forget like what the like the neighborhood was called that it was at. Um, was it up in like a hill, like a hill? No, area? it was like this tavern that I guess like Willie Nelson and mm-hmm. Chris Christopherson would hang out in. It's like Sweet. the Red Something Tavern, Red Roof Tavern. Red Roof. I'm just gonna like, say Red Roof Tavern. It wasn't anywhere near downtown. It was just probably like ten minutes outside. Okay. But so we hung out South by Southwest. Yeah, yeah. It was really fun. Great time, great music. Isn't that, isn't that like the coolest, like, fucking... We should just... I get why people move to Austin. Yes! Yeah. Oh, my God! <laughs> Dude, no. Austin, I was just talking to the, some of the locals down there, and they were saying how... Um, I was telling them, I was like, dude, Austin totally gives me, like, the San Francisco vibe mm-hmm. before the tech industry came and sort of crunch, crushed that vibe to a little tiny cube and yeah. pissed it into the fucking bay. Um <laughs> But but then then they were telling me it was like well Google and Amazon and fucking Uber all have a fucking hub here and they got a downtown tower so it's already happening here. Yeah, you're like damn it, where's the cube? It's cubing. It's cubing. It's it's happening. It's happening and it sucks, man. But we're in San Antonio and this fucking this dude. Oh my god, it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I I had such a great time last year and this year. Fucking South by is just incredible. Austin is beautiful. Met some awesome people there. Uh, but we were at this <laughs> we were at this Tejano festival, and it was just like cumbia music and Tejano and just it's like Tex-Mex fucking AF. Yeah, love it. Um, and there's this dude just standing, fucking okay. There's the main stage, and there's this dude standing with his his uh, uh, he has a trench coat on, no pants that you can see, but the trench coat don't go all the way down to his ankles, it's, so you can see his like bare legs. And then he has these like Desert Storm fucking army boots on. And he's looking around all like sweaty and Stop. weird. Man. And I, I told That's my like friend, first sign, I was man. like, dude, Red this flag. dude, yeah, dude, this dude's either gonna show some kid his dick or he's gonna <laughs> fucking start doing something even worse. Yeah. And I was high as shit too. I was like yeah, so yeah, high on yeah. weed. On weed. I was so high <laughs> yeah. on marijuana. Yeah, you sound like you were. <laughs> <laughs> I was like hella high, like super paranoid. And fuck it. I was like, dude, let's get the fuck out yeah, of here. This guy's I don't making like me nervous. Which only points out to how big of a coward I am because I, it's not like I went to the cops and no. alerted them. It's or not like you could have defended yourself. I was like, you know? what, let's what abandon these families <laughs> and yeah. fucking get to safety Save quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quickly, no, we gotta go. You know, you know what? Because you didn't actually know that would happen. No. And like, you just. When you sense something, you kind of just go with your own gut, and you just, just like do get the fuck do. out of there. I've yeah. been in too many. I've positions. left places where I felt like just a weird vibe, even a yeah. weird vibe. And you and you go right. Yeah. Like yeah. I leave. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't let that play out. I just. I'm done. What ended up happening is that my other buddy was there, and he and his uh, his buddy ended up taking this guy by the collar and tossing his ass out of the fe- like just out of the entire festival where there's thousands of people. Wow. I was like, you gotta go, and fucking tossed his ass. 
Sorry, I'm spinning all of you guys. But he fucking he tossed his ass out, and I was like, God, I am the biggest fucking coward in the world. Like this dude just like tossed his ass. But he but that points to the obvious. Like this dude was making people uncomfortable. Yeah, and I wasn't just being high and paranoid. Right. I was being a coward, but but I wasn't just being paranoid. This dude was doing it, and whether he was fucking with people or not. Uh, or if he was really had an intent to do some kind of harm, fuck him. Like, yeah, get the fuck yeah. out of here, dude. No shit. Like, yeah. this is not the time or place to start doing this shit. Yeah. Like, do you guys remember those uh, those jihad, like, where they would fucking throw the backpacks and scream, the oh, videos, yeah, the prank yeah. videos? You remember those fucking videos? Yeah, they would, yeah, throw, no, they would throw a backpack and, and be like, a guy, yelling shit. Yeah, he would be an Islam, Islam yeah, that's garb. The, that's a joke. Yeah, he would be like, he would go yeah. like Allah Akbar and throw this fucking bag yeah. and people just split. It is intense. That's so, like the worst thing. It's yeah, the worst prank. Yeah, people are like I think diving it's so and funny when like people that. get punched when they're pranking uh, yeah, people. Yeah, like, just like totally, oh, you know, take it out beat the shit out yeah. of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Let's go straight for fuck the Fuck you, dude. Yeah, yeah, no, this is not the time or the place, bro. She says that, but she'll be like, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. That's okay because cause we're human and yeah, we have duplicitous exactly. thoughts. Well, we gotta go with our gut, man. We gotta go with our gut, though. I'm saying you know? if I found out that it was a prank, then I would have to go look She'd be like, She'd be like, what? And then she'd turn around, you know, go running back, start kicking people in the head. I'm gonna run right back there. Yeah, yeah, she well, too. No, it's She's scary. No, it, it, it's gross. It's gross how that. It, I, I I didn't like that, and I don't even know how we got on this ship. I think you said something about he's got a gun in it. Yeah, that, yeah. So I, I just started had to talk about myself. That's all right. This is what it's all about, <laughs> man. That's what it's so, all about. So, uh, the what did you uh, end up doing? Like, did you play a couple shows down there last year, I just or did you just one do that one? One performance. How'd you hook up with that? Um. Actually, Reverb Nation. Oh, yeah. Oh, you told me this last yeah, year. Yeah, so Reverb Nation. No, no, that's right. Please. Um, so, yeah, Reverb Nation. You just you could just apply for different festivals mm. or different, you know, performances or uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like conferences and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just one of them. Just applied for it, and they're like, "Yeah, we'd love to have you." I'm like, "Sweet, yeah, all right, let's come in Austin." Yeah, yeah so yeah. we're gonna start applying. Do a couple oh, things dude. too. Totally. Yeah. Totally. a great out, like a a great thing to use, like a great oh, asset totally. to playing yeah. out elsewhere. Even though you know, y- you never know what type of, you know, some people might be like, you never know like the credibility of like some of the events that they're posting out <laughs> yes. there. You know. Yeah. But um, luckily, the ones I've gone to through Reverb Nation have been great. So that's good. I've gone yeah. to a conference and then I did the. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go play at a shady, you know, festival <laughs> or something. I don't care. You know? oh, dude, it, it gets weird out there. <laughs> I just want to play music. You know, you know? Like, especially like because some people will just have like investors or have money, yeah, and yeah. they won't necessarily know how, what, how or what goes into oh, a music festival. Like the oh, fire yeah. festival. Oh my god! I have you seen the documentary? I haven't watched a documentary, but wow, that guy just. Did everything wrong, right? Well, he he was definitely embezzling money, and yeah. um, and then like He's when the next he was Lou Pearlman, man. Oh my god, no, he was like that documentary on Netflix is the most unintentionally funny fucking documentary I've ever seen in my fucking life because <laughs> I heard it's like something it to laugh builds. About. They keep building, right, and they keep going to like 
15 days left because you know how like festivals will put like 10 days left with a yeah, little yeah. counter yeah. Mm-hmm. counting down to whatever yeah. and so like they keep showing this and it's so funny and like you just see like people the panic creeps in you can see everything devolving and and i've read a lot of apocalyptic books it's just where my head was last year uh, <laughs> it, it, does it fit into that it fits man because you you see people start getting antsy you start uh famine mentality kicks in people start fighting over food beds these beds were wet from and they're from hurricane tents from a hurricane oh, like man years ago oh, God. <laughs> and so they just like oh they're right they man. just yeah they threw them out there and then like the day that people were starting to come in it pours oh, and so all man. the mattresses all these well, tents, at least they got all that bad water rinsed out of them <laughs> paid like up to like what was it like ten fifteen thousand dollars yeah, thirty thousand dollars they're supposed to be yachts Oh, dude, it was Everything. so Everything. supposed to be like. If it's so too tight. good to be true, it's too fucking it, good to be true. It's not too good to be true if you're paying for it, right? You're right. Because but, if you have the cash to pay for it, but they did it, pay for it and they didn't get it, you know? Right. They didn't get it. <laughs> in most cases, yeah, money yeah. talks. Not in this case. Uh, <laughs> well, it did. It certainly did talk. Yeah. But it wasn't did. what people were wanting. It wasn't yeah. talking about it what we wanted. It wasn't to possible. Be. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but it was an insane venture. And I, I love that documentary so much. And yeah. it, it actually made me read this other one. Uh, oh, not read, but watch. It's an HBO doc called The Inventor. Ooh. This one's uh, just as interesting. Not as funny. Um, but <laughs> but funny nonetheless because you just see this. It's about this girl who was like a 19 year old engineer. She was super brain, um, very driven, uh, and she wanted to engineer this device, this block, this box that's maybe the size of I don't know, I don't know, just a little box, like maybe two by a foot wide and two foot tall or something like that. Whatever. Um, and you're supposed to put like just a pinprick of blood in it, and it's supposed to diagnose you with whatever disease you oh, have. Oh, I think I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, like Walgreens in Arizona rolled out a whole like section of a store for this. Yeah. And the whole time, there's like there's no such thing as a box that does this. Right. And right. she's billions, like several billions of dollars, just in debt to investors, oh, man. to everything. And they're and she's just like. And, and the way that they covered it up, it was like this technology is secret because, you know, uh, it's so, it's so yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's so advanced. Yeah, it's so advanced. Know? We can't tell you anything about it until we roll out with it. And then, and then it never came. Yeah, yeah. And then it all came crumbling down. And it, it sounds interesting. I love it, though. Like that, that, that. How things aren't always perfect. No. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and how some people will be so driven that, like, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah, they'll just yeah. push right through, like. Fire Island, but or that's kind of like that's like kind of scary at the same time. Like of if course, you tell well, that's somebody, how we end up in but that's how sales works <laughs> yes, too. You know, exactly. like you tell somebody exactly what oh, they want to hear, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, sell a ketchup popsicle to a girl yeah. in white gloves. You know, but you just you're talking on a higher all the right level, things. like Bernie Madoff, who was doing that Ponzi scheme with billionaires' money. It's well, the same. Look shit. at Lou Pearlman. That Lou documentary Lou is about to drop too, if it hasn't already. Uh, with all I, I, the boy bands and stuff, and oh, how yeah, he built up this whole shit. thing, yeah. and and <sighs> then all of a sudden he turned. Once they started getting a bunch of money, you know, they got paid like pennies compared mm, to what he was making, and they were like, money. "Something's fishy here." And then he started shutting them out when he was like their best friend the entire time. Oh, I yeah. can't wait for that one. Yeah, so yeah, I I'm. Just, I, that's gonna be a good one. I love that though. I love this. That, I mean, it, and that's also a theme that we've been having is this duplicitous nature. Is yeah. like how like you want something. Um, so badly that like it doesn't matter if it's even true. It's just like I, it, I'm gonna do it, and like yeah. you ignore and 
and convince yourself because our brains are so stupid that you can convince yourself of lies. Yeah. (laughs) But at the same time, I mean, you almost like you almost need that to like, you know, of course, or else we'd be like worried about death all the time. Right. Right. right? I mean, like, like, you you know, promoting our band and trying to like get our name out there and stuff. It's Mm -hmm. like, kind of the same thing you know we we got to make ourselves believe that we can do it or mm-hmm. else we'll never do it right you know? so it's kind of it's like it's uh just a it's a blessing and a curse at the same time having that need for that kind of attitude yeah. you know see it, it can work in a very positive way but yeah. it can make you driven can make you motivated but mm-hmm. at the same time it can work in a com- the complete opposite way yeah. the only just reason that neat. you do anything make any decision you know, take any step in any direction is because there's some positive end game you have in your head of or end situation or, you know, if mm-hmm. I do this, this is what I believe will happen and this is why I'm going to do it. And I feel like that's why we do anything. Yeah. Right. You know, like you have to have some type of right image uh, in your head of what you think you're going to get from making some decision. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it doesn't work out. That's why that's why people feel yeah. like failures when things yeah. don't work out mm-hmm. is because they had this image in their head of what it was supposed to be. And really you're not a failure, it's just not what you're supposed to be doing. Right. And know? really that was just a lesson. But mm-hmm. you're gonna fail way more times than you're gonna succeed at yeah. anything. When's the last time and you guys like really at that moment was like, I failed. I fucking like and I mean, I, but I mean and then in know. retrospect it's not failure at all. But like in that moment you're just like this fuck. Oh, I don't know, because I I kind of like, I don't know if I've ever really had a moment where I was just like, okay, you know, everything (laughs) like just totally went to shit. Yeah. Um, It usually happens very slowly for me, Mm. you know? (laughs) I thought of a really good example. It's like small, but it's No, no, it doesn't. Um, This is how I learned to, actually, I won't even say it yet. Okay, so I was playing a, typically like if I play like a two-hour gig, I ask for a certain amount of money mm-hmm. to play this two-hour gig. Right. You know, I go, I set up my PA, I play for two hours, I expect to be compensated. And I played at this one coffee shop, and I won't say its name. And when I was done, I would like went up to, to get paid, and they literally were like, oh, I thought you were doing it for free. Oh. And I felt like such an idiot for not asking before this whole situation like what like without before like nailing down the price yeah, and yeah. all that stuff so i literally played the show for free yeah. okay and i felt like a failure like i was just right. like oh my god like stupid. i am so yeah. stupid yeah, yeah, yeah. you know but ever since then right. i've been like what's the pay on this mm. you know like how is this gonna work right. and i definitely learned from it but it, that, that's the first thing i thought of when no, you but that's that. a beautiful example thanks get your get your shit straight before you even show up yeah like know lesson. what you're walking yeah. into i mean like you might not know what kind of environment you're walking into but you can know what kind of agreement you're walking yeah. into because mm-hmm. going on this like yeah come down play some songs for you know hang out and blah blah, blah. we'll give you some drinks or something it's like okay cool and then you just like for whatever reason you're just like yeah i'm getting paid and gonna go you just do this. assume yeah, yeah you, you just assume, assume people are come decent play yeah, yeah that, that <laughs> you're gonna get some type of compensation right. they literally thought i would play for free mm. and the only time i play for free is like a benefit or something right. like a charity event or something right. but it's just like it was just so i learned from it mm-hmm. and so ever since then that's definitely something that comes up yeah you know so it's good it's something to learn from totally no that that's like it great. had to happen once that had to happen one time for me to know yeah hey, you know double check on that stuff you know for sure so. for sure and and that's the biggest thing is like um 
you know, when I say failure and like past failures is like I, I don't mean it as like you're a failure. And I know oh, you no, didn't no. take you it as feel that, like but you f- yeah, you, you feel yeah, like yeah. it, but yeah. it's like it's never should be something that's like that's what defines you at this moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. And even if it is something that maybe you could have prevented it or maybe it is something maybe where you made a bad choice. Yeah. It's like it doesn't mean that you there's no re- I mean, for most part, there's, it's all just there's redemption. Obstacles, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way. Good. That's kind of like the way I look at it, especially when I'm like working toward an end goal. Mm. Like there may be small things along the way, like small failures, but by no means does that like stop you from anything. Right. You know, it's just another bump, man. You get through it. You keep on going because. Yeah, the definition of insanity is, you know, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. But finding that happy medium between being insane and being, Mm -hmm. you know, sane, you know, when you're when you're doing something, uh, no matter what it is, really, it goes with anything. Just finding that happy medium of, okay, you know, a failure isn't going to set me back all the way. No. You just figure it out. Figure out where where it went wrong. Troubleshoot. Fix the problem and keep going forward. What's the one step forward, two steps back? Yeah. Like if something feels like something threw you back, you're still gonna keep going forward. Right. Like you still end up ahead. Right. Yeah. Despite the. It's all about perspective. Yeah. You know, everything's all about perspective. It is, and it's like. Telling your brain is like, well, this happened. It all goes back to that. Uh, tricking your brain into <laughs> your stupid yeah. smart brain yeah. into doing things that it's maybe maybe not used to. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it, it's strange. It's strange. What uh, what's the best advice that you guys have gotten? And I know that's a really broad question, so I'm kind of gonna narrow it down. What's the best advice that you've gotten um, musically? I, I'll tell you my best. Right, yeah. Okay, right. you got one? No, no. Oh, because sometimes it takes me saying mine, but no. Yeah, no, yeah. you go ahead. No, 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 no. no. I, I would, They've heard it. They, we don't need to repeat it. I mean, what I was saying, I was just Please. agreeing with you that you should say yours. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Oh, oh, okay. well, yeah. sometimes yeah. I do that just to sort of give yeah. an example. Yeah, go. Yeah. So my example, and this is in life. This is not musically. I don't even know what music. Oh, best advice I've ever got musically is stop making faces when you fuck up, dummy. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the best advice I've gotten in life was like that it gets easier because we we're talking about anxiety. And mm-hmm. when I was young man, younger man, I was just riddled with it. I was also like 120 pounds bigger, um, wider, I should say. Not like taller. I didn't shrink. <laughs> but uh, I was fat fuck. And so like I, I've always had this self-conscious thing. So um, this lady who's still my friend, she's older than me, and she has cerebral palsy. And she was like, look, man, I know that the, that it's fucked up. You feel like you're out of place all the time. I know what you're going through. But this shit gets better. It's like it, you're going to stop giving a fuck. Like, I'm telling you, like, yeah. you're going to get older, and you're going to stop giving a fuck. And, like, I give a still – I still give fucks. Mm-hmm. But man, just not as many. Just not as many. Yeah. Fucks. Like the, the <laughs> amount of fucks are really uh, that I yeah, give are yeah. very low. Yeah, they're lowering yeah. by the day, by the yeah. second. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I kind of already touched on like one of the things. I don't know who said it to me, but like just something I always have been, you know, keeping in the back of my head playing music is just being myself. Like just to almost like make an effort to mm-hmm. be 
as much yourself as possible, like to be as original as possible. Um, instead of just like, like when I cover songs or something, mm-hmm. I make an effort to make it my own right? rather than changing my voice to sound like <laughs> whoever I'm singing like or something. Right. So like that's something I just feel like that kind of makes you stand out on your own yeah. and people remember, oh, they sing it this way or like mm-hmm. they sounded this way, you know? So that's what all I could think of. Yeah, I think I, I kind of already said mine um, earlier, actually. Yeah, you were but talking about someone gave you advice. Yeah, yeah, and it still is the best, you know, to me, the best thing that it was ever said to me, which was when you're playing music and you make a mistake, it's not the mistake that stands out. It's your recovery. Yeah. So your if reaction. you make that mistake and you get right back in it, you know, the less of a chance somebody's going to notice. If you make a mistake, you know, like, if you're a drummer and you make a mistake and you just get pissed off and throw your fucking s- sticks down and you're like, fuck it. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously people are going to notice mm. or you, you know, you, you fuck up or you drop a stick, you know, and you just like stop playing and grab right. it, you know? Yeah. You're, you're fixing the problem, but your recovery isn't there, you yeah. know? So either making it convenient for you to recover or being creative um, great example of that is uh, my band up in Michigan. We do a live stream uh, every month, once a month. And uh, I don't know if it, we were on live when it happened, but we were playing. It was like kind of an open jam going on, which is usually like our after party stream. And I was playing and I, I broke a stick. It doesn't happen very often, but when it does, you know, it like it really throws me off. So I just, I don't know how I did it. I probably could never recreate this if I tried to do this again. But I somehow kept the groove going and was able to reach for my stick bag. In the process, figured out that my stick bag was zipped. First obstacle. So I'm still like, by this time, I'm like bass and snare in it. You know, (laughs) like no cymbals. And I'm like, got it kind of like between my legs. And I'm like still trying to keep time. My tempo probably was not very good at this moment but everybody else seemed to like <laughs> stick along with it i get the stick bag open i pull out my new pair of sticks still in the fucking bag from guitar center i'm like no <laughs> no so like i'm still trying to keep it going i may have kept the kick going at this point i know i didn't stop yeah i don't know if my i was still playing snare or not but I got it all out and got those sticks out and somehow like somehow did it, you know. And here you are. And but feet. that's like that's the thing is like sometimes you got to get creative. Yeah, yeah, you know, sometimes you got to get creative with it and sometimes you just have to make things a little more convenient to you by having a little bit better foresight. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. It's not the mistake that hurts you. Mm. It's not. And that's like what needs to be driven into everybody's head. You know, and it not even in music and anything. You know, it's not the mistake that hurts you. It's the recovery time that comes after that. The I quicker agree. you recover, the you know, you're right back into it. Was it print no, I think Miles Davis was was who was the one who was like if you make a mistake, if you hit a wrong note, hit tw- hit it again. And uh, I feel like it was either Miles Davis or Coltrane. Yeah, it might have been Coltrane that said it that. It was one of these motherfuckers who's amazing fucking genius. Now, you get somebody <laughs> like Charles Mingus, who was notoriously angry, and so you Davis. screw up, and he's going to throw something at you in the middle of a set. You know, that's a little different. <laughs> oh, dude. Fucking Miles Davis was a fucking terror. Oh, he was. He was. He was. I, 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 
I almost wish I hadn't read his book because it's like you, you know you're not supposed to meet your heroes or yeah. know about read about your heroes. Like oh my god, he's such a dick. But I get it. I I, I understand. I, I get he comes from a time where he had to have this fucking hard veneer. You know, like mm-hmm. in the twenties as a young black man. You know what I mean? Like, and he wasn't poor. He was from a, a wealthy family, and, and he just got lumped into this. And he, you know, obviously he wasn't yeah. what that at that time saw him. Um, I got a couple little rapid fire. Actually, let's try one. Okay, I haven't tried right. this in a while, so let's see how this. I works. like the rapid fire questions that that's what you're about to do. <clears throat> yeah, this yeah, because we're fun. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end this here pretty soon. All I, right, I, cool. I, I kind of. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's why I'm swinging if my chair back out, and hey, forth. Hey, dude, if you need to go, go ahead. It's right down the hall here, and you can come right back. It's not All gonna right. fuck anything up. And uh, I'll ask Muddy this question, and then I can ask you with you back. Right. Okay. It'll be kind of be fun. All right. Kind of maybe. Uh, okay. Um, if the, if you had to choose one quality in your life that made life worth living, or worthwhile, what would it be? And now this can be tangible or intangible. Like something that's in my life. Yeah, like a characteristic, maybe like uh, in, of me, or like oh, just something that you um, either want or something uh, a, a characteristic that in me. life that that makes life worth living, um, and it could be something that's within you or something that you admire about someone else. I Don't think matter. I really am that person that always says, you know, it feels good to be productive. I guess having something to do all the time mm-hmm. feels good because you know everyone you know the idea of you know laying around all the time like sounds nice right. but you really feel like you're wasting you really do your breath do you feel guilty when you do yeah, that I yeah i feel guilty too. yeah I do too. so i i like i like having something to do i guess like productiveness then i yeah. guess is what keeps me going is yeah motivation uh, looking yeah motivation like always having something ahead like ready to be working on something or another challenge so um, so if you had motivation, total motivation, mm-hmm. and you were just uh, you had that in your life all the time, and and it, uh, what are the kinds of things that that would allow you to do? Oh, if if motivation like, wasn't a problem, if if those yeah, lazy days were yeah. never an issue, I feel like that would. I mean, maybe I would be. I wouldn't say playing more, but playing different places, or you know, maybe traveling somewhere mm-hmm. or maybe i'd be going to get my phd <laughs> who knows you know um i think musically like everyone has their hiccup where they're kind of comfortable for a second and like likes what they're doing for a minute mm-hmm. so they do that yeah. for a minute so maybe if i just like was constantly moving and moving and moving then maybe i'd be further ahead or something uh-huh. or we'd be further ahead and that doesn't mean that we won't get there it's just maybe that's you know maybe just being comfortable sometimes where you're yeah. at can you know slow the process of so because i'm motivated when i get comfortable uh-huh. you know but yeah. it's like i'm still just there's this feeling of comfort maybe putting myself in situations of more discomfort and like trying something new mm-hmm. you know who knows yeah that's that's always a that's, that's a good thing to try so when so when you think of this like ultimate motivation the feeling that you get is comfort like when you think of that of that feeling like I when you think p- of that 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 place that place that uh, of of total motivation where there's no lazy days and you're mm-hmm. always on grind like <clears throat> does that bring you comfort is that what you're trying to say yeah okay. i feel like 
that's the feeling. But when you have something good going, mm-hmm. you feel like this sense of, all right, I worked hard to get to this point, right. this to reach this peak, um, you know, but let's keep pushing up to the next peak or yeah. something. So there's those moments where you kind of, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like when you find the comfort from pushing yourself so hard, you like find that space. Like you always maybe wa- satisfaction. You want to bask. No, you want to like bask in it for yeah. a little bit. You want to yeah. you know be there for a minute and yeah. then push forward again. Yeah, yeah. But I guess the thing I feel the most just from being in that world in that world yeah. is just being like proud. Like you know proud. you feel good. You're like I'm happy I pushed myself or I'm happy I did that or instead of being like oh I wish I would have done that today. Yeah. Or I'm pissed I didn't get that done. Right. So so it gives you a sense of pride to think of that yeah. m- that ultimate motivation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, so this is this is a core value test. This is actually something that they do with um, uh, they do this in therapy, I guess. But I got it from a book <laughs> uh, by Neil Straussman. He wrote the he wrote the Motley Crue movie that the Dirt is based on, uh, or okay. not the movie, but the book. Yeah, and yeah. he's done the Marilyn Manson book. He did the new Kevin Hart book with him. He wrote it. So like, and he's a Rolling Stone journalist. Cool. I just gave you the background on that for whatever reason, but that's okay. It's interesting to me because he used because uh, he uses it as a journalist to sort of get to the core value of somebody, and it sort of helps. It's sort of a jump off point, basically. Well, that's but cool. so like the so what we basically distilled is that your core value is is uh, uh is pride mm-hmm. and so I, i'm just i'm just curious has there ever been times in your life where maybe you weren't so proud of where you were or what you were doing um i think it's just when i'm not like if i feel i i went through a point in my life where i felt like i was in a limbo mm-hmm. like just like where am i gonna go from here i was probably like like y- a couple of years back or mm-hmm. something um and I hated it. Like, I had to go to therapy for it. Like, yeah. I hated limbo that much, you know? Like, yeah, I hated not know. knowing. Like, yeah, I feel like I'm just kind of standing still and not yeah. moving anywhere. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, I guess there was a point then. So, I guess that's why it means so much to me to, like, have something to do and things to look yeah. forward to and to just keep working and push forward because I remember what that limbo felt like. Yeah, for sure. I think that was the time we started, around the time we started the Shake and mm-hmm. Shivers. It was, I Which think. is kind of serendipitous in a Isn't way. Isn't that funny how those things work? You're yeah. Just sort of like, and I'm sure it wasn't your lowest point in your life or anything, no, you know no. what I mean? Like, I'm sure. Not sh- by any means, but it was just like a, and it was yeah. an annoyance, you know, of course. irritating. It's yeah. like, you're still like this very like happy person in life, yeah. but you're just like, man, I feel creatively fucking strained, you know, yeah. constrained and like, mm-hmm. I don't have, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Totally. Uh, so, Let's start from the top. All right, let's <laughs> do let's it. Let's try it with you. Let's do it. Uh, I love this. Thing. Yes, please. <laughs> um, so, um, what are uh, what are what are some? If you had to choose a quality or a characteristic uh, that made life worth living uh, or worthwhile, what would it be? Ooh. That would make life worth living or worthwhile. So it could be a characteristic. It could be tangible, intangible. I mean, it could be your iPhone, whatever. I'm just saying, like, uh, it could be a characteristic that maybe that you have within yourself or something that you admire about someone else. It doesn't matter. It's just something that you you would have to have in your life or something you want in your life uh, that, that would make it worth living. Ooh. I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, motivation. Oh, so you're gonna steal? Yeah. You're gonna steal money? Uh, I didn't that? even hear. <laughs> no, I'm just. I, I I don't really know though. I mean, so like motivation is okay. Okay, 
So that that's fine. That's fine. I, yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to judge your no, answer. no, no. I'm, Do you I'm feel just like having a hard time? No, it's okay. Figuring out what it would be yeah. other than maybe motivation because I have a problem with motivation. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> so I like to just smoke pot and watch. Yeah, TV. I don't. That's my problem. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but, um, I don't know. As I get older, I'm noticing that I'm I'm valuing time much much more. Uh, time the, is a big one. And it, so for sure. So it's like. Because time seems like it just goes faster and faster. Yeah, every year. It's, it's like 24 hours ain't what it used to be. I say that know. all the time sure. because it's so true. Yeah. I used to be able to do way more in 24 hours than I can now. Yeah. And it's like, it's just, it's crazy. There's <laughs> not enough time for all the things I want to do. Yeah. And it's, you know, because I guess what I strive for the most is just hobbies, mm-hmm. you know, like doing stuff. I can't not do anything now which is kind of weird for somebody to say that has motivational problems but if i'm not thinking about like doing something at least then like i don't know to me hobbies are my worth Mm -hmm. you know what i do is what is my worth you know whether it be playing music or what i do for work or what i you know painting or photography or fixing computers i love to fix things i Mm -hmm. love to help people fix things you know so i guess it kind of that you know i don't Uh, know i'm I'm a confusing person no that's okay i mean that's the nature of life yeah yeah human right i think that's what we i think that's what we deduced in this conversation yeah (laughs) it's 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 weird being human yeah um so is the uh, here's a quick one for you guys okay. uh, a weakness in playing so um is there something that you've overcome in the past or something that you're trying to overcome currently with your playing and it could be your like guitar or singing or whatever it is uh and i give my example to help sort of jump start is my left hand sucks on the piano so i constantly run drills with my left hand so something like that doesn't have to be piano obviously um. I'd say mine's just guitar playing. Guitar. Yeah, I mean, I like what the like the what I found myself being as a guitar player. Like I like myself as a guitar player. I like what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but I like to feel more confident. I think it's like my insecurity playing guitar mm-hmm. that I'd like to work on. Yeah. Like I don't think that I'm a bad guitar player. I just feel like really insecure about playing guitar, which <laughs> is surprising because I'm the guitar player in a rock of band the, of the group. <laughs> but like I'd like to just like find a way to just feel more confident yeah but that well you live with somebody who uh, could yeah. help I'm, I'm guessing yeah does that does that how does that work do you um, ask or is that weird or that was the that point of the meeting actually <laughs> <laughs> i uh i it's funny people always like are you guys just like jamming all the time just like having a ball all the time playing <laughs> i go we like play music all week so when we're at home like we really don't you write Netflix songs together. And chill, bro. And yeah. Stuff. Like, he's actually really yeah. good about because some people could be like really good at an instrument. Cause he's like great at guitar. Mm-hmm. Someone could be really good at an instrument and then almost like act like cocky about it and be like, let me teach you. Let me teach you. You mm-hmm. need to fix this. But he's really good about like showing me my own strengths and yeah. being like, that's really cool. That, like, that's so you. Like, mm-hmm. that's totally you. Don't change that. And if I ever want to like, you know, ask for help on something, he'd be the first person there. But he's never trying to like, yeah. you know put it uh, like push it 
uh, yeah, to me, you yeah, know? Yeah. So it's a nice dynamic. Like, it's yeah. the, a great source of information yeah, to have sure. about guitar for playing sure. is the best source. Isn't that weird, though? Like, how, like, sometimes you'll have the best source of information for something you and you won't you even use it. I yeah. know. It's like, I want to be a better singer. I have probably one of the greatest teachers in the fucking country right now. It's like living in my r- bedroom. Yeah. And fucking. Yeah. <laughs> she's. She and sounds she, so horrible. Well, no. she, <laughs> but she, well, a relationship's a relationship. Whether yeah, or not yeah, you're yeah. great at something, um, there's ups and downs, obviously. But yeah. you're you're in a relationship. You have a kid, right? Is that uh, yes, what you're saying? Yes. So yeah, you I have know. a one year old. She's absolutely. You have beautiful. a one year old. Yes. Woo! Yep. Baby, Good you're old in it, baby. Piper Jolene. You're in it. She's at a fun age though, and I oh, love yeah. it. No, no, absolutely. This love is it. the greatest times, man. Like yeah. Once they're a little bit more self-sufficient, this is like right now with my son. This is like the golden era for me right now because he's like grasping concepts. And yeah, his yeah. His eyes are getting wet because of a sad song. Yeah, oh, stop. Yeah, that it's would kill song. me. That would kill me. No, I'm the same way. By the way, uh, like I cried all the way through Moana. I cried all the way through. Um, like any, oh, any Pixar movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, down to cry a couple times. And they're good at that. And it was ever since the baby. And ever since I brought a life into this world, like emotionally, I'm just It's empathy. Wreck. You start to yes. feel more empathy. Yes. You're empathetic towards situations. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's totally helping on this positive spin because even when people fuck me over, I'm just like, well, yeah, I know that they were having the problem with the thing. Yeah. And, you know, like, I understand that maybe this wasn't the best decision. Try but to put yourself tr- Yeah, in and she's just like, he's a fucking asshole. But, like, mm-hmm. I love him. Oh, uh, yeah, damn it. yeah. That's, <laughs> you always like rationalize everything, just like. But I, it's like I know you either goes, cut man. everyone out of your yeah. life because they make mistakes because they're human, or you fucking learn to sort of, just sort of maneuver within it. Yeah. Because you end up alone when you just cut everybody out for not agreeing with you, or right, if right. They they wronged you. However, you're better you off just on. being forgiving. You I know, think so. I think so. It's just better to, to release that animosity yeah. than to carry that. Yeah, it because is. Because no is. one's worth. I've spent my life that yeah. way because, like, to me, especially, like, friendships are, like, super important yeah, for anybody. Yeah. So, like, it, you know, you have a friend that totally just, like, screws you over. Yeah, you may not talk to them for a little while, a couple months or something, right. but, you, like, you go back, you, you know? Back. That's that's and how I I might, like... I had one of my ex-girlfriends when I was in high school, like literally cheat on me with my best friend. Yeah. And I was like, I was like when he, he's the one that told me first of all, and was like, you know, punch me in the face, you know, whatever, (laughs) beat the shit out of me. And I'm like, no, Yeah. I said, you stood here in your kitchen and you told me what happened. Like that says a fucking lot, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I was mad, but no, I didn't even (laughs) like, I was mad. But at the same time, like, I wouldn't be able to do at that. I wouldn't me. be able to, like, do something like that and then stand, mm-hmm. like, that person in the face and tell like, them what I did. Uh, like, uh-uh. Yeah. That takes some balls, it man. It does take some balls. I mean, giant ones. No, you're absolutely right. So, like, I, yeah, I was mad. Didn't really talk to him for a little while after that. But at the same time, it was like. You're happy that he told you. Yeah. Then he's my best friend, man. Like, Are you still friends with him? Yeah. Him? Yeah, still. I, I'll, I could text him right now, you know? Like, wow. It's uh, it's funny how. Are you still friends with that girl? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Uh, it it's uh, it's funny how things kind of work out that way. But it's always it always pays off to be forgiving rather than just to hold. Yeah. Especially when it comes to somebody who's close to you, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, 
that friendship is going to be way more valuable than cutting them out of your life and holding right. on to the animosity over something that's over something stupid. Silly. Yeah. High school shit. Yeah. You know, like, For sure. yeah, I have, cares, a, I, you know? I have all my friends where I have a relationship like that with all are from here. Yeah. All are from yeah. this area, which is really interesting now that I'm thinking about it. But I have that relationship with like a lot of my friends here and from high school. Yeah, and I was gone for 13 years in California, so like I came back to a whole different city. You know right, what I mean? Like right. a whole different set of people. There's a whole new generation of musicians. Yeah, that I have yeah. No idea who these people are. So, uh, you know, coming back, um, it made me realize it's like wow, like these just these people are just deeply rooted in my soul, and it's like I'm always gonna come back. To yeah, them. and like that's really what it is. So you just gravitate toward just, those. People. These are my family. <laughs> that speaking of <laughs> that, actually, people. Muddy and I like knew each other in our adolescence. You know, showing mm-hmm. animals together yeah, at the fair, Aww. the Lucas County Fair and stuff. And 4-H, we didn't. Were you guys in yep, 4-H? yep. Yeah. And we didn't. <laughs> oh yeah. We probably didn't see each other for a good four or five years. Yeah. yeah. I lo- and we love telling this story. She was playing a CD release party for her last solo album, Dirt and Water. Go listen to it. Blood. Yeah, go listen to it. She hates it when I say stuff like that too. Oh no, don't. It's fine. But I'm, I'm she past that age. Oh, you're you're past not wanting people to hear your album. Well, now now um, it's just like fuck. I really need someone to listen to yeah, this. Yeah, so <laughs> somebody needs to listen to this shit. So uh, so I showed up to a release party. I don't even think she knew I was coming. Um, and I had kind of heard through the grapevine before that that she was like looking for a drummer for the show, and like somehow I got thrown into the like the the bowl of names. Um, but anyway, I ended up showing up, and she uh, I went up and talked to her after she got done playing, after hearing her play a cover of a cover. Of a, of a Robert Johnson song that the White Stripes covered, and then yeah. she kind of like melded the two together on oh, stage, nice. and that's when I was like, "Man, that was really cool. I need to talk to her about this after mm-hmm. afterwards." So we got to talking, and then we were like, you know, we kind of bonded over the. I didn't know she was like a big White Stripes or Jack White fan or anything like that at the time. Yeah, and we kind of bonded mm-hmm. over it, and then we're like, you know what? Let's go like let's go jam. Yeah. And then, you know, That's we practiced twice in like a week from that. And then we just like, it was like then this that we it. were just like, this is it. This is what we're doing. I love those moments. Yeah. It all just like f- all the puzzle pieces just kind of fell together. It was really interesting because there was no like no goal of anything really to start out. And then it just became what it was. Beautiful. I think we should end like that. Yeah. It's perfect. That was perfect. Where can people find you? Where can people? Um, we are at the music? Shake and Shivers, and you can find us where we're playing. You can like our page on Facebook, the Shake and Shivers, or you can follow us on Instagram at sign the Shake and Shivers. Um, and we, uh, you can find our music on like all streaming services. Yeah. Um, you name it, it's on there. You yeah, can also Spotify, buy it. Spotify, title, Apple Music. Yeah. iTunes, all that fun stuff. Yeah, you can buy Go it follow on us. Amazon. Um, and you can buy it at a show, which you should come out to. Check it out. When's your guys' next show? We play at the Ottawa Tavern on April 12th. April 12th. Okay, this will definitely not be out by then, but I might be there. It's the day after my birthday, and my wife goes to awesome. Seattle that, that that day, so I'll have nothing to do. Really? Should I say our show after that? She's going to have that? a flannel. So like? Yes, you please. Can plug it in please, there. please. Please. Yeah. All right. On April 19th, okay, we're playing at Might Howard's. not be out by then either, <laughs> but please. 
I don't think so. I think it will be out before then. But yeah, I'm sorry because I bank a lot of these and I have a oh. lot of stuff oh, it's from okay. South by. You can so. literally just like cut that part out and just be like, go like them on. Whatever. No, that's fine. Yeah. No. So we're four nineteen at Howard's. Yeah, keep going. Four twenty at Beer Stube. Oh yeah, yeah. That's how we kind of okay. four twenty one. Yeah. Wait, no. Just four twenty. No, never mind. It was just four twenty. That's where it ended. Four twenty one and four twenty two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not playing that many shows. How about four twenty three? No, no. I think our next one after that is May seventeenth. There you go. Yep. Uh, like open. Uh, we. Uh, it is the Society of Ugly Sons CD release show, and not only will you see the Shaken Shivers there. But you will see the River Bottom Mud Junkies hey, as well on the same bill. I'm bringing all those cats down from Flat Rock, Michigan, and we're going to rock the house. It's going to be fun. And then Muddy and I are going to tear the roof off of it. And then Size Ugly Sun's going to get on stage, and they're just going to demolish Where the place. Where are they from? They're from Toledo. Oh. They used to be, they were slugged previously to that. Slug. Yep. Um, before that, they were Ugly Tribe Revival. Oh. And then before that, they were. Society's ugly son. <laughs> yeah, it's gone full circle. Um, their drummer is the drummer in my new band as well, which is interesting. There's some really good friends of mine, but what's Excellent. funny is throughout those name changes, they've stayed the same lineup for the most part, I think. Sometimes you just got to keep looking, man. Life is a journey. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they are the most interesting people you'll ever meet, well, I we, guarantee we it. We plan to stay the Shaken Shivers. Okay. Yeah. That's our plan. Yeah. Yeah. They got a little integrity. I don't know those other guys. Touch more. Just a touch more. Thanks for coming to this weird dungeon basement. I love it. Me too. I love it. You should have seen the first practice spot that we that we practiced in. This is not a dungeon. This is like a castle compared to that. That was in like a creepy warehouse. I appreciate it, Muddy Ryan. Thank you so much. Dude, not a problem. It's been fun. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you, Muddy and Ryan Mangold. <laughs> I love that last name, Mangold. I just feel like I have to say it like that. Mangold. Like, he should be uh, a character on Game of Thrones. Like, this is Ryan Mangold of Mangoldia. Okay, that's so dumb. And not very creative at all. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, go check out the Shaken Shivers on their Facebook page. Uh, Facebook.com slash The Shaken Shivers. And Shaken is S-H-A-K-I-N. And then Shivers, S-H-I-V-E-R-S, Shaken Shivers, The Shaken Shivers. Um, go check them out. They also have their album out, their self-titled, The Shaken Shivers out. Uh, it's on Spotify, iTunes, all that. And um, yeah, go check them out this Saturday at the Glass City Get Down at the Beer Stube here in Toledo, Ohio. That goes on all day. I think it's a whole weekend thing. Uh, again, not Green Acres Session is going to be playing that as well from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. And then Shaken Shivers will be at 10 p.m. to 11 p.m., I'm assuming. Um, yes, you can go check out the website We Speak English Good at... Oh, my God. Holy shit. Here we go. We're going to do this. 
Go check out the website, wespeakenglishgood.net. You can also write the show at wespeakenglishgood at gmail.com. Let us know what, how we're doing, what you're thinking. You know, if you're on the toilet and you had a thought, like, I need to share this with Mikey P. This is really important. Thought. You can do that. I'll take your toilet thoughts. It's okay. You know, like, we all have, we all have profound thoughts while pooping. And, uh, and, and a lot of times we end up putting those profound thoughts out on Facebook or Instagram. So, you know, uh, the, the, the pooper is a great place for thinking is, is what I hear. All right, guys. <laughs> That's enough out of me. Be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I'll see you guys next time. Fresh.